Hey there, folks. We are back this week with part two uh, with my friend Jeremy. Yeah, we um we had quite the time last time. We had a really fun time and just had so much to talk about. So uh, we were not able to get to everything that we had planned on talking about. And I don't think even with this, we still fully did. But uh, we recorded part two of our interview together. So this episode... We get to get in his, you know, kind of general relationship and thoughts on movies. And being the month of October, we get into some spookers, some horror movies. And and Jeremy is a huge horror movie fan, so we get to kind of explore his love for the genre. Uh, So we do get into some spoilers and such with certain horror movies. So to those of you who don't want to hear spoilers for certain horror movies or even hear about uh, certain parts from horror movies, then consider this your heads up. So uh, we had we had an awesome time with this episode. And I'm, again, just so grateful for uh, Jeremy being such an amazing guest. So with that said, I'm going to hand it off to my audio engineer, Dennis, and he is going to cue that intro music. Movies of Matt, movies of Matt, movies, movies, movies of Matt. 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 All right, folks. Welcome to another week's episode of Movies of Matt. I am your host Matthew Ferris, and joining me again this week for a the first. This is a first on the show. We're doing a part two because we had so much to talk about. Is my amazing friend and guest Jeremy. Please welcome Jeremy to the show. Please welcome Jeremy to the show. Please welcome Jeremy to the show. Please, 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 welcome, please, 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 Dude. Uh, talking with my good friend Matthew. I, I mean, we had so much fun on that first episode. I was just like, man, dude, we can't stop. Got to keep we going. We can't stop. No, like we were talking about. Like I was like, okay, I'm I'm really excited to have him on the show, and we're gonna it's gonna be fun diving into all this stuff. But we were <laughs> became a deep dive. Like if I'm honest, we probably we went could have really even kept... far on comics. <laughs> no, really. Like we, if I'm honest, we probably could have kept going. We could have kept going into other stuff, but yeah, without a doubt. So without a doubt, without a doubt. So we, uh, to, we to quote, to quote yes. my, um, my, my Lord and Savior, Miley Cyrus, we mm-hmm. can't stop. We won't stop. Stop. So we will not <laughs> wrecking ball and other we songs that she sings. Exactly. So we're going to party in the US. A yes. Party in the USSR. Party in the US. Part two. Party in the part two. Party in the part Matt two. Matt, I got a question for you. Yes. This is episode whatever, six, yes. five and a half, whatever you're going to number it. Yes. Your intro, is it always, uh, hey folks, or is it, is it, do you, do you have a different one every time? Or are you, you know, planning to have a different one every time? It's a good question. I don't think I've consciously. The only reason I ask mm-hmm. is because when we started talking trades, we wanted to have a consistent intro every time. And we yes. moved away from our original intro, which was, I'm Jeremy, I'm a DC fan in my insert thing we're doing this mm-hmm. week here i'm john i'm a marvel nut my insert thing do we've now just turned it to i'm jamie i'm a dc fan or it's 
Hello and welcome to Talking Trades, the weekly podcast where we talk about comics so you don't have to. I'm Jim, a DC fan. I'm John, I'm a Marvel nut. And I'm Matt, and I like both. And we do that every <laughs> week. And I gotta tell you, having Ooh. a consistent intro puts you in a mindset. Like, to Dude. just, like, fall in. So, like, That's you know, a you great can call it, like, idea and note. That is a great suggestion. Yeah, you know, I actually... I actually need to come up. I mean, I actually think I've probably been using F- Hey Folks consistently. I like Hey Folks. Actually, I really like Hey Folks. It like, okay. It, it encapsulates the Matt that I know of, like, sweet, kind, Aww. and then, like, just, no. like, you're, you're you're asking for their attention, not demanding it. You're like, hey, hey, folks. I like Dude, that. I think it's a good way I'm to start. S- okay, good. Yeah, like, obviously, that's, I love yours. Yours is just, like, it's just so precise and compact and down to it. I know it Hey Folks is, like, forever. Dude, I understand it because it's like you want to encapsulate everything, but you're like, you have to condense it down enough, and it's like you have to be able to deliver it each time. I love yeah. your intro, so maybe maybe Thank I'll stick you. with Hey Appreciate Folks. It. I feel like it probably Hey Folks, comes, welcome to movies with Matt. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I feel like it probably comes the most naturally. So for now, who knows? You know, could change. Stick with but natural. I'll, you I'll stick you with, are free to change whenever yes. you want. You're a big boy. Exactly. I'm a big boy. All right. I, I make the show. I do big boy things. I do my big, big boy things. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, Dude, Matt, let's let's do big boy things. Let's much. do some big boy. Let's things. do some big boy things. So yeah. So obviously, last episode. I'll. We'll just. We'll leave last episode to the comic book stuff because I know if it. If an ounce of it comes up now, it'll it'll go down a deep, a deep rabbit hole. A fun one, but. We'll, a very fun one. We'll differentiate it. So we'll, we'll kind of treat, yeah, we have some other topics we talked about and we'll, we'll, we'll cover some other grounds. So maybe since last episode, we dived straight into the comic books. I'm going to open this one. And we read all your one. comments. We, we, we read your, we read your yes. tweets and your emails about last yes. episode. And we really appreciate that. Um, and yes, um, we will accept your money. We will. Actually, to all the people who have uh, said they're going to send the money, yes, we will take all of it. We will take it all. My PayPal is in the link in the bio. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we're making a Patreon right now. It's it's not for our shows themselves. It's specifically a Patreon just, just for, for the episode. Just for the episode. And yeah, the just tiers for us. are uh, $1 and then $300 a month. And the the rewards are mm-hmm. nothing. Nothing. So we're hoping to get some money. Yes. But to those of you who are willing to drop at least seven hundred and fifty grand. You could get a virtual high five, so keep that in mind when could. choosing the. It's a tier. maybe. It's still a drawing. Yeah, still a drawing. Yeah, no, you're actually okay. That's a good point. I should specify. It's not if you pay that you get the high five. You pay that, and you're entered into what's a very large pool of other contestants in a raffle, and we're picking one. Yes, and that's it. Yes. So, actually, actually, it. I'll do the first one right now. Yeah. Oh, Matt, I won. So Whoa! I get the virtual high five. Yes, you do. We're yeah. just going to. All right. Yeah. I'll make the. That's good. That was put, very good. Put a sound in later. That was great. That oh, was yeah. Put a sound in. Yeah. Get some Foley work in there. Because I Yeah, some Foley work. <laughs> yes. Except if it's like Foley work, it's like, oh, how do I make a high five sound? I'm going to beat like a carrot against a wall. And somehow that sounds like a high five. <laughs> it is amazing. Some of the Foley work. How they do Dude, sounds. It's, it's crazy. Like I have the utmost respect. It. No. And they're even like Star Wars. Like you watch what Ben Burt did to make like the, even just the lightsaber sound. He hit a freaking, yeah. it was like a metal prong against like a telephone wire for like the blaster mm-hmm. sounds and stuff. Like just like stuff you never think about, but that's what I, that's what I love about that. I don't field. have like, that kind is, of brain, dude. No, it's so, man, you really have to think outside of the box, but it's so cool. I love it. And it works so well. It works so well. Fully no artists underappreciated. 
Yes. It's completely no. Last like, week's last week we we talked about how voice actors are underappreciated. Now Foley mm-hmm. artists are underappreciated. Yes. And we're not doing this. That's as right. A movies strange, with like <laughs> movies with Matt. This isn't a strange subtext to try and go how audio is actually the real king as a way to kind of talk about how great we are for an audio podcast. But genuinely, we. But but you are you are the king of audio, mm-hmm. and uh, I yes. am your lo- noble duke. <laughs> Jeremy is the duke. <laughs> I've always wanted but, to be a duke, no. But for uh, yes, you'd make a wonderful duke. There's no question. Thank but actually, you. for real, this this is actually a good point because um, especially on film in in general for with big films, but especially to those of you out here listening who either already make films or especially making just you're starting to make small films. Everyone thinks it's about getting the nicest camera, getting the nicest visuals possible. Now, to be fair, like that, those things are factors and those are important. But if you want to have the secret sauce to your short films or to the projects you're making, really take the time to focus on sound, both in recording the best sound, but also in sound mixing. Because at the end, because ironically, that's what's going to stick out the most when you're watching a film, right? Because you could watch a film, well, yeah, and maybe the visuals, you know, aren't as strong, maybe not as nice of a camera, whatever. But if the sound is done at least competently, if not really well, then it's a smooth experience because you're not even thinking about it; you're just sucked in. But then, if you watch, well, think about it like this, right? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, uh, I mean, no, go ahead. yeah, it was just yeah, like if it has nice visuals, but then the sound is just really bad or just like. It's just not mixed well at all. It'll stick out to you and it'll ruin the experience. I was going to say, yeah, the good sound doesn't get noticed. Good sound no. is there, mm-hmm. but everybody exactly. notices bad sound. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, you, and that's you don't the want point. the sound to even factor in. You want no. it to be under the radar. Yes, but it requires, but it, but ironically requires a lot of time and care and attention to pull it off. So actually, yes. So I'd say put more time in your, you know, in that department rather than just your visuals because it'll absolutely it'll pay off. Secret sauce. Your podcast too. No, yes, and your podcast as well. Yes, you know, you don't have to be like the biggest expert in the world. You don't have to even. You don't have to be movies with Matt to be perfect. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! I got a two-way ticket to Compliment City, people. Oh my God! That's my bag. Weeks in Peck, a row. Pack this, this is a continent. Yes, <laughs> continental stay. <laughs> All right, and that's episode. That's movies. No, I'm done. Uh, no, I that's feel like it. I, I've hit my peak in life. I'm never gonna top this. <laughs> oh boy, maybe maybe choose a different yeah. peak. Maybe uh, pick. <laughs> oh my god! Slightly, Wait, slightly I didn't peak in high school. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me that wasn't it, man. I have a Letterman's jacket and everything. Yeah. I wore my five <laughs> class rings every day. Hey, hey, let's not Just make kidding. fun of class no, rings. I no, have no, a I'm, class I'm, ring. I'm, no, class rings are great. But I do you have, have five. I'm in this picture and I don't like it. No, no, no. I'm just, no. I have those a class are, ring for college and high school. That's awesome, actually. I like yeah, that. I wear my college class ring every day. I did wear my college class ring every day mm-hmm. uh, before the COVID. And then I was like, I don't want to clean this every day. I'm going to take it off. <laughs> I'll take it off for now. Fair for enough. now. For now. For now, until uh, Matt, what did you have me on here to talk about? Because <laughs> it yeah, wasn't no, class rings. <laughs> you no, know, it wasn't class rings. No. Um, so since we dove deep into the world of comics last week, 
we, we kind of had, you know, have some topics that we've also talked about, like maybe we could dive into. We'll, we'll treat this, I think, more kind of exploring your, your relationship with film just in general. And as Jeremy wrote on the dry erase board for last week's episode. Last week. That was last week. Last week. <laughs> Last week, completely. This is definitely a week the film. between recordings. Yes, this is two separate weeks. Not at all back to back. Not at all. Nope. We're going to talk. I'm we just wearing the same clothes and I haven't showered. <laughs> yes, Darren Aronofsky's mother, yes. That Darren Aronofsky's. When we talk about horror. We're going to talk about that. So, to, all right. So, to kick off this interview before we talk about too many more class rings, I'm going to, I didn't get to do this last week. I'm going to ask you a question that I like to oh, ask yes. every guest. I was hoping for this question. question. Yes. Which, so to kick things off. Jeremy B, what is your relationship with movies? How would you describe it? Um, I don't like them. Thank you for having me on. What? Oh, no, okay. Uh, that's good night, folks. <laughs> my relationship with movies is <laughs> my relationship with movies is a complicated one, right? Because I don't. Yeah. I never made a movie. I never pretended to make a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I never wrote a script. Never even thought about it. Mm-hmm. I actually, I am. I'm a, I'm a bibliophile. I love books. I am a big uh, a book guy. I have a, mm-hmm. a collection of many leather-bound books and my yes. workshop smells of mahogany. Mm. Um, <laughs> I have I have a I have a I have a love-hate relationship with uh, the arts in general, right? Like I I love certain things, I hate other things. I would yeah. put movies in the love category for sure. Okay. Um, well, that's good. I love <laughs> I I love movies for sure. I think that if you at, made me pick between movies and books, I'm, I would probably lean towards books. But okay. movies just have such a, a quality to them that nothing can ever touch, right? Like, mm-hmm. like all art is subjective and all art is valid and all art matters. Yeah. Whether it's painting, whether it's mm-hmm. uh, cubism, whether it's statues, doesn't matter. It's all good. But movies just have this weird like aura about them where they can lure you in with a visual and keep mm-hmm. you there with just some sound or they can keep you there with very little like uh, the mm-hmm. lighthouse for instance with willem dafoe and uh, robert pattinson mm-hmm. that is a movie that should not work in 2020 <laughs> but it does man it's all mm-hmm. black and white and it's only two people on a set together it's so weird <laughs> but it's so good and it just mm-hmm. keeps you there because you're like what's gonna happen What's yeah. going to be the next the next dialogue that's going to come out of these two gentlemen's <laughs> mouth? And I am here for every bit of it. Uh, uh, another movie that I'm thinking of, like, there's movies that are just fun blockbusters. Like, yeah. like some of the Marvel movies are just fun. You don't have to have a deeper meaning to it. And then yeah. there's other movies that have just this, like, visceral feeling on the inside of your stomach that you don't understand why it's there. And you have to mm. rewatch it 25 times to get it. And, like... <laughs> It's it's a chore, but it's a chore that you want to do. Yes. Like uh, Memento. I think of Memento as one of the best mm. art films I've ever seen in my life. And it, maybe it's not an art film, but like it definitely feels no. well, like it an is. art film. I mean, Nolan, that, that's actually what Nolan is a filmmaker with, you know, obviously his films have grown in size. But to me, one of the reasons why he's one of my favorites is because he's he's been one of the people who's figured out how do I bring my background in art house films? And then especially as time goes on, mix okay. it even with large scale budget. So i and especially Memento, because that was his first uh, actual, I think, actual theatrical release. He had one film before, but no, I think it's totally appropriate to say, like, more of an art house film, I, you know? So that's, like, the movie that, like, it's the mainstream art film, right? And, yeah. like, that movie by itself is good. But that movie mm-hmm. on the second watch, it's a different movie. It's a different experience, mm. a different vibe, a different feel. And yeah. the fact that, you know, you could read a book twice and get a totally different thing out of it, absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, watching a two-hour movie is a lot quicker than reading a 400-page book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Fair enough to say. And and, when, and if a book is – if a, if you got a crappy book, you put it mm-hmm. away. But if you got a crappy movie, you need to share that thing with people. The Room <laughs> – if The Room was a novel, it would, oh. it would have been forgotten. It, yeah. It would have been forgotten, that's a, right? But The Room an is a, an experience. Yes. I think that's I think that's my relationship with movies is like they – as much as they're they're a product of their time, they're timeless. Like wow. even Gone with the Wind, which is now seen as a mm-hmm. incredibly racist movie, is still a movie that people, certain people, you need to see that movie because it's going mm-hmm. to inform you on how to do certain shots. Like the mm-hmm. use of static backgrounds in that movie is phenomenal, yeah. and it it just mm-hmm. doesn't work like that anymore. But no. it, it changed the way that people made movies using static yes. backgrounds, and it's really it's super interesting. So things yeah. like that, like I love how I love how film has a built in lore. I'm a big lore guy. I love lore. Mm-hmm. I love like oh the reason this exists is because the reason we have Dutch mm-hmm. angles is because of this movie. It's yeah. like, that's super cool. Mm. And also like it's fun to be a cinema snob every once in a while. Like oh you've never <laughs> seen. I don't know, freaking, I don't know. I can't think of a movie off the top of my head because I'm not a very good cinema snob. But like, if you talk to like a, a person who doesn't watch a lot of movies, like, oh, you haven't seen Darren Aronofsky's mother? Hmm, that's yeah. cute. Oh, like, you like, haven't seen Citizen Kane? Blah, 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 you know, like, yeah. You, yeah. Oh, mm, yeah. Rosebud. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've only watched the Tom Cruise War of the Worlds? No. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, mm. you didn't watch the collection of David Fincher's five student films he made while he was at film school? I guess you don't know film. Ooh. Oh, you've only seen Eraserhead? Mm. Oh. I guess you're not a really Lynch fan, are you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, it's That's... fun. It's fun. Movies are dude. also just fun. Yes. Um, dude, you. this is like That's the, two episodes of an esoteric answer. <laughs> yes, dude, I love it. I don't know, it. man. That's... <laughs> no, I love your answer. Are you kidding? Oh my gosh. Like I'm I'm just there's a few things to unpack. There's like well, first off, you touched on something that means a lot to me is uh it's what I love about movies and um even even other even theaters like an Alamo Draft House where I think a lot of people when you love film you think, "Oh, it's just about the classics or it's just about the avant-garde." And yes, those things are uh amazing and important whether which of those you enjoy or not and, and to in, enrich yourself just on a film history and film vocabulary level, ah, vocabulary level. But at the same time, all the other films, all your B movies, all your fun blockbusters, like all of it's meant to be enjoyed. And I think, you know, it even goes back to this idea of like, Oh, well, what's your guilty pleasure? Like this is kind of a guilty pleasure movie. Like honestly, something like a guilty pleasure is just, I understand why we say it, but I'm like, it's just kind of stupid. It's like, if you like it, you like it. You can, you can like some avant-garde. Yeah, well, that's, well, that's fair. Unless you have the guilty pleasure that I have, which we'll talk about. Um, is not okay. good. It's <laughs> not keep good. keep going through a really in- interesting no. topic. Okay. But the you're point saying like is... smart things and my thing is not smart. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm, Hopefully we'll get to no, a no, but the no. point. I think but the we'll point all agree. Is, yeah. But, but it's like, it, it should all be enjoyed and celebrated in its merits, you know? Cause if I, it, it's, I don't know, I guess it's cause it's like, if you don't, it's like only enjoying kind of one extreme. And at least for me, I think that just makes life more boring, but I'd also argue in terms of enjoying films. And especially if you're someone who really wants to enter the world of film, like yeah. soak it all in because you will learn and soak in valuable things from every kind of movie. 
So I'm I'm so happy to hear that you like that that's a part of how you view film as well. And yeah, and just the lore. And then it well, it's kind of yeah. I'm I'm also just kind of reflecting on the fact that you know for you I know well, books are yeah. Or, you know, you go ahead. But, well, what you were gonna, what you were saying like that it all all film matters, right? Ryan mm-hmm. Johnson did Brick, and Brick mm-hmm. is just an incredible high school mm-hmm. noir film, right? Yeah, shouldn't. It, it, by all rights, it shouldn't have gotten off the ground, but it's this awesome mm-hmm. movie. But then he yeah. also did a Star Wars film, and I'm not going to talk mm-hmm. about whether people like his stars or not. I'm not. Gonna, but like, yeah, they both matter. They're mm-hmm. incredibly different, but they mm-hmm. both matter. And I think that's amazing. Like, like you can't go up to a, a a literature critic, or you can't go up to someone who reads books and go, "Oh, I read this Harlequin novel, or I read mm-hmm. this dime store um, mm-hmm. smutty romance novel." And they're not, they're not going to say that's great. Like, get out of my face. Like. Yeah, but you can go up to someone and say, "Oh, I love Space Jam, and I love uh, uh, what's that one movie? Uh, Dropout? No, Boy, Boyhood, Boyhood. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I saw Boyhood, and I saw Space yes. Jam. I loved them both, and they yes. both matter. They both matter exactly. They're all because they're all different expressions of just what we're trying to just communicate as human beings through our art, like." Whether yeah, it's the man. highest like, art or something. Art is just like subjective, man. Yeah. Or yeah, people, you know, even, a, it's funny, Paul Thomas, I, I don't know if you know who Paul Thomas Anderson is. He's directed movies yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So you know him. He talked about, I think he went to film school. I think he dropped out only after like less than a week or something. But he talked about this kind of same thing. Where <laughs> Did he really? Te- yeah, no, he, he dropped out and then just made his first movie with his college. I didn't know movie. that. Yeah. And so he said the first day he was sitting in class, the professor comes out and he's like, listen, to those of you that want to make the next Terminator 2, like, you can just leave now. And so he's like, he talked Ooh. about, like, how that really rubbed him the wrong way. Like, why would you say something like that? Like, so what? Like, if someone wants to make the next Terminator 2, like, that's awesome. They should get to do that. You should By the way, what- Terminator 2 rules. Dude, it... Oh, yeah, I, I will argue. Like, it's not just like, oh, it's a cool blockbuster. Like, that is a great movie. It is an action masterpiece. It it's changed the, only... the genre. Yeah, it's the only one I own on Blu-ray. Like, Terminator 2 is an amazing... Yeah. It's a fantastic film. Fantastic. Yeah. But it's like... I hate that holier-than-thou kind of... attitude of, no. like, film snobs. Like, shut up. Yeah. You're not better than me because no. you watch French films without the subtitles. Yeah, exactly. Guess what? A lot of them aren't as good as you think. And a lot of them are boring. Like... So what if I want? So like, I'd rather watch Terminator. So the you know? guy who dropped out of film school because of a jerk made <laughs> there will be blood. Yep. And boogie nights. Yep. Same guy. Yeah. Uh, if I'm that teacher, I quit my job. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Exactly. It's like you're just you're just a horrible. teacher. You're wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong. But the point being as a is horrible like, teacher, I know horrible teachers. Yeah. No. Well, and it's it's funny because I think about this too, and it's a part of what I even love just about Tarantino's influence and style. Cause it, you know, oh, he's, God, come he's so on, going on to become Tarantino, but like he's someone who celebrates and adores, especially all kinds of like B movies and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. not avant-garde films. And he actually he's like incorporates those influences at the same time. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just grateful that you're on the same page of like, it should all be yeah, enjoyed. It all doesn't matters. mean it's all good. It all matters. It all That's matters. exactly right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it all matters. Even the bad mm-hmm. stuff matters. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, no. So to touch on, so if you had to have a quote unquote guilty pleasure movie, what would yours be? Oh gosh. 
Like a, because the, I have mine and I'm oh, not proud of it, but dang. I can't get rid of it. I cannot get rid oh, of it. Oh, this is a tough. This is a tough question. Like, this, yeah, it is. This is actually tough because, like, I've oh, here's here's a way to reframe it. Right, here's a way to reframe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're flipping through channels and a, and there's a specific movie on, mm-hmm. what movie would you not mm-hmm. turn off, even if you're like t- 17 minutes in, like a weird number in, you're gonna watch yeah. it no matter what 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 time it's on. What movie is that? Or or a couple of movies. All right. All right. Here's here's. A, I think that's a better a th- version than the guilty pleasure. Let's see. I don't. I don't know if I have a singular movie at least yet. This is a confession, sure. though. This is a genre of films. Oh, I'm here for this. Let's go. I'm here for your. So confession. I'm. This is some real talk. Okay. All right. Some man. of you might question my love for film and filmmaking after this, but honestly, the every year. They do the the Hallmark Christmas movies. I'll oh turn them on. Oh my god! And I'll watch Matt. them. Oh my god! You're part yeah. of the problem. <laughs> I'll watch. You them. watch like a Christmas Prince and like a, a, a looking for a Christmas Prince and like <laughs> cookies for Santa and all that nonsense. Yeah, because it's oh, stupid, dude. Oh, yeah. those are dumb, but they matter. They are, but they matter. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you know because. You know what it is? It's one of those just like really stupid comfort things. A part of it is there's just some times where it's like the world is just such a <laughs> can be such a dark, cruel, heartless place. And it's like, you what? know what? What are you talking about? I know, right? That never happens. That's crazy. It's like you just never. <laughs> you just put that on the background and it's like at least it's as stupid as it might be. It's just oh, something man. pleasant to put on. So there we go. My girlfriend's going to be so thrilled to hear you say that. Yeah. Now, I can't, like, remember names or anything like that. So I have no idea. Like, it's. They're all the same movie, so it doesn't matter. No, they've all all followed the same formula. They film them all in the same, like, towns in Canada and stuff, and they, like, bulk film them. But here's the argument I'll make, though. To those people who get gigs on those movies, it's one of the best gigs you could get. Like, you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Those those kinds of sets you're on, like, are going to be. For, oh, I think what's, way what's less crazy name? and stressful than Gretchen Wieners from uh, Mean Girls. Yeah, that actress. She's, yeah, she's, she's just in, in like gig, eighty though. of those. And she's probably that's making like her back. thing. She's making her, and then Candace, yeah. Candace Cameron uh, Bure uh, from yeah. from uh, Full House. Yeah, she does the same thing with those these uh, on uh, I think it's Hallmark or Lifetime. These like murder yeah. mystery movies. She's in like seventy of those. Oh gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah, where she plays the same character no. every time. It's like, hey, people keep dying around you, woman. You're the problem. Yeah, you're the. Pro- I think you need to figure out your life. I think you need no. to figure out your life, Candace you, you need to figure it out. But Let's yeah, that, honestly, that's probably like my biggest like. If you were viewing like guilty, it's those again. I don't claim I, no, to I be can't, good at all. I honestly can't make fun of you because because mm-hmm. we all have this. My, this is the thing. Like we all we all have. These oh yeah, no, we do. <laughs> my guilty pleasure is the Twilight films. Whoa! Yeah. yeah what now, dude, which, which I know they're are we bad. talking about I, the? I, are we talking about the franchise on a whole? Or are we talking about the, one? all of them? All of no. them? Nope, all of them. The it's whole bad. song and dance. The whole thing. <laughs> me my brother and my dad when they came out were like these are stupid and my mom's like we're gonna watch them and i'm like "Ugh, fine i took a girl to see the first one in theaters and i'm like Mm -hmm. this sucks but like i'm entertained and i can't explain it (laughs) and then the other ones came out and i'm like yes these are so dumb my brother's like 
I thought it was like this big jacked dude. Yeah. He's, he's a, he trains pro, he legitimately trains pro athletes. That's incredible. And uh, he's like, yeah, these are dumb. And I'm like, yeah, these are dumb. You don't <laughs> watch it? He's like, yeah, let's watch it to make, <laughs> let's watch it to make fun of it. And then my dad's like, yeah, I'll watch it too to make fun of it. And we're like, oh, oh, Edward, no. <laughs> yes. Dude, that's how We're not awesome. like, even at the Hallmark movies, like, I'm like, it like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, let's watch to make fun of it. Yeah, you're just like, this is stupid. This is stupid. But then you keep so turning dumb. it on. <laughs> you keep <Yeah>. tuning <laughs> If the Twilight movies are on TV, I can't turn them off. And I, wow. I'm i not wow. happy, but no. it is what it is. <laughs> I can kind of understand. I've seen the first movie. I saw, because I, wor- I worked at the good. movie theater in Lake in the Hill, so I saw parts of the second movie. And then I had to, this is going to be funny. Back when it was still the days of actual film, film at movie theaters, we had to assemble the movies as they came in. So I got to work up in the oh, projection wow. booth uh, for Twilight. The what was the third movie? Was it Eclipse? Is that the third uh, one? It's uh, it's Twilight, Twilight New Moon, Twilight mm-hmm. Eclipse, and then Twilight Breaking Dawn. Okay, so Twilight Eclipse. I, I had to build it myself, and so then because we had to you know build the movies, then we had to preview them to make sure they were built correctly. So I had to sit in the theater by myself and watch Twilight Eclipse. And um, Did you really? Yep. And it really wow. set my it's emotions Twilight through the yeah, paces. Wow. Uh, not for the, yeah, probably the five, reasons most people do, but it was... Um, five movies. <laughs> okay, just tell me this, though. Tell me this. I'm going to bring this up right now. All right. Uh, this well, is not what we were going to talk about, but yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to go for it. Um, well, I'll wait, on the, I'll wait on the first movie. I mean, the first movie... I went and open, and then the the the, the movie takes a, a sharp downhill turn to me when it got to the baseball scene. Do you know what I'm talking about? In the first, yeah, but like that's well. Here's fun. the thing: it's cheesy. It's che- it's fun, that's, but the, here's the problem. It's here's so the problem, dumb. though. The the thing is, because before I saw the movie, I think I'm trying to remember who I saw it with. It was probably people you know. I'm trying to remember who, but like I went to go see it with him, and I remember it, at school. In high school, like some other guys were saying, like, "Oh, dude, I saw that Twilight movie. Like, it's kind of stupid, but there's one scene in the movie that's like really cool. Like, they were selling the it, baseball scene. like it's this like, oh, this is maybe one cool kind of action moment or something. Like, this baseball scene is like really cool. It's actually dope. So I was going into the movie like, what? okay, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna get to a baseball scene that I don't know some something happens. It's cool. So I, you know, my mind is just expecting yeah, some like exciting or maybe kind of action scene. And we get to the scene, and now I and love it's music, it's like, anime. Yeah, all of a sudden, news kicks on, and they're, it's just, just like over the top, you know, cheesy. Like, I get, it's fun, but it, I was just like, what? Yeah. This is the scene sold to this me. This like, the oh, dope you know, scene? Th- yeah, like, this is the thing, like, as a guy, like, this is cool. And I was like, this is not cool. Well, that's just that's just toxic you know? masculinity. That's all that is. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, you know, like the first movie, it's, I don't I, pro- I don't think I've seen it's it not, since that here, time. Don't, don't try to defend it. They're not good. No. Well, the third movie. Okay, They're this is the point good. I'm going to bring up. This is the one thing in the third okay. movie that, like, I normally especially don't vocalize out loud at the movies. But I was alone in this theater, and it, this provoked me enough to say, What? What are you doing? Like, by myself. Is the scene. Really? I'm trying to remember how the, yeah. I'm trying to remember how it all leads. You tell uh, me what happens and I can maybe, I can tell you the stuff. Yes. So it's later on in the movie and obviously they're building up the whole love triangle between, Be- well, I remember the name's Bella and between Jacob and Edward. Edward. Okay. And Jacob, yeah. So we get to a scene 
in Eclipse at whatever point later on. And Bel- like Jacob is like unhappy because he's not with Bella. And so he's like essentially threatening or just saying like he's going to leave. Like he's going to leave their whole mission adventure. And so what does Bella do to keep Jacob from going? Okay. She goes up to Jacob and while, keep in mind, while this is happening, her fiance, okay, not just even fiance, Edward is there watching everything transpire. She goes up to Jacob and just grabs him and just full on kisses him, like full on kisses him, which causes Jacob to go, oh, I'm going to stay around. Okay. Whoa. We got two themes there. All right. Numero uno. She's bribing misleading jacob to stick around out of like oh i'm gonna kiss you and like maybe you know maybe we'll get together finally completely a lie like okay so that's horrible number two she's engaged to another man kissing another man and that same fiance is watching her kiss another man you're just like yep what yep and then well here's the thing so because then edward goes up to her and i was i was like what? I was shouting out loud. And Edward goes up to her after this happens. And I'm like, oh, he's going to ring her out. Like, he's going to call her out. And he brings it up. Like, why would you do that? And she just, her explanation. What does she say? She's like, oh, I, I love you more. And that's it. Yeah. yeah the scene yeah, yeah. ends. They move on. It's never addressed again. I was going crazy. I'm like, how? This is probably way too yeah. long of a tangent on that, but I've held this in for so long. No, <laughs> no, you're, you're right. <laughs> now well, here's the thing. <laughs> That's messed up. That's messed yeah. up, right? Yeah, okay. But what's yes. more messed up is mm-hmm. in the next book slash movie, you find out why Jacob's in love with <gasps> Bella. And it's not because of Bella. No. It is because of the baby. And then he imprints He imprints on himself on the baby. E- and it's... She's a bait. It's ooh, it is ooh. it is it is weird. I've instead of like that's just dirty. That's weird. It's, and then it, ooh, and then <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> and then you have uh, so then after that so mm-hmm. yeah so all of that's so very that was, very strange. Sorry, right? that was a that was a that was a deep rabbit hole. No, no, no. This is right. We, we did everything correctly. Yeah. Uh, this okay. is exactly how they, <laughs> this was supposed to go. But then you have um, the actor whose name is uh, Michael Sheen is playing mm-hmm. one of the like, like uh, uh, head evil vampires in the next, last mm-hmm. movie. And like, he's like, oh, so like, I'm going to kill you. And she's like, no, you can't. We had a baby. And he's like, ah, he literally laughs like, ah, and it's like, what is the acting choice of this movie? Was everyone told, hey, just do whatever the hell you want. There is no limits. We've got a bajillion dollars. You're all making money. Kristen Stewart, you're not allowed to be yourself. So you have to repress all the all of the queerness inside of you. And you have to kiss Robert Pattinson. Uh, make sure that doesn't give you any, any mental trauma. And she's like, I'm going to need therapy after this. And they're like, no. Oh, it's a problematic. It's a problematic series, but I can't stop watching it. Yep. That sounds about right. Well, because here's I, the thing. I was, am I, I broken? Yes. Yeah. Am well, I broken? Yes, I am. Yes, yes. As we all are. As I am. Because here's the thing. Like, for me, the Hallmark movies, again, horrible. Why do I do... It's, it's like the same reason, like, why you're having a really crappy day and you're like, I'm just going to, like, gorge on some, like, whatever kind of, like, really junk food or just, like, candy, something that's just, like, it's just full of completely fake stuff. It's not good for you, but you need to have it because you just want that comfort. And that's why. 
So it's like Absolutely. why it's if those Hallmark movies comes out, I watch them. I'm, so my question is, is, is it the same for you with the Twilight films? Even with all those yes. issues going on? It's just a comfort. Yes, they are definitely comfort food, but they are mm-hmm. also like just just dumb. And sometimes yeah. you just need something dumb in your life. Yeah. You know, not everything has to be a cerebral. I work, I yeah. work like 60 hour weeks, some weeks yeah. with teaching and coaching. And Amen, I'm exhausted. Man. I'm like, you know what? I want to come home and I want to watch like, I watch Smosh on YouTube. You remember yeah. Smosh? And oh, I watch gosh, the Twilight yeah. movies. And I'm like, dude, I yes. just need something to turn my brain off to. Yes, exactly. And I'm going to play Candy Crush on my phone. Like, yeah. I can break my brain down. Yes. You need to turn it off for a yeah. while and just, just, just fill it with that. To just let your mind like, As much decompress. as I enjoy... As much as I enjoy watching the Nolan movies and the Tarantino movies and the Kevin Smith movies, mm-hmm. sometimes I want nothing to... I don't want to think. Yeah. No, exactly. You only We only have so much... It's the same for me. It's like I'm always just trying to watch as many movies as I can and all, all kinds of films. But it's like... Yeah, there's just some nights I just... What, even I just recently just watched that freaking... Uh, oh, it's this Chuck Norris movie for the first time. Oh my gosh, what's it called? Rumble but, in the Bronx? No. Oh my goodness. That's Jackie oh. Chan. That's Jackie Chan. Oh, I was like, wait a second. Oh, yeah, that's Jackie Chan. But, or just, I'll put, just put on some I'm look, kind I'm of I'm looking up Chuck Norris movies. Yeah, there's, oh my gosh. Lone Wolf McQuaid. Uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid. And I, now I actually kind of just. Lone Wolf McQuaid? Dude. Was it on movie? Betamax? <laughs> actually, it's funny. There's a really kind of art house, like a Blu-ray distributor. And I think they did a limited run of it on Blu-ray. Didn't I know I, oh I didn't have God. the money for it at the moment. A vinyl pressing it. of it? But <laughs> yeah, vinyl pressing. Dude, that movie though, I love it. I loved that movie. It just I You bet. know what it it's like That's peak Norris. That is that's the point. It's like, you know, because with a lot of Chuck Norris movies, you think like, oh, it's gonna be this really entertaining over the top Chuck Norris movie. But it's not always the case. And they all a lot of them can really vary and there's a number of them that are just kind of boring. But Lone Wolf McQuaid is one of the Chuck Norris ones. Like you said, it's peak Norris. It is like what you would expect in your mind out of like an, a ridiculous 80s like cop Chuck Norris movie. That's what this movie is. And it's like, and I'm so in Sometimes a way, I like actually that. kind of love that one more than just watching an average like quote unquote bad movie. But it's like, I need those in my life. Like those, like you said, it helps, it turns my brain off. But at the same time, like, they can also kind of inspire kind of strange things, some fun ideas, you know, that you wouldn't get if you're Absolutely. only watching, you know, art house films. But well, you should you shouldn't feel bad. You have no judgment from me with the Twilight films. I I totally I appreciate understand that. But your listeners from. may not be as as nice. Well, to be fair, I just admitted the Hallmark movies to them, so I'm I'm not. That's true. <laughs> not That's in right. any better Send situation. all your hate mail. Yes. Send all of the hate mail that we're going to get to. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, to let me hold on, let me just make oh, yeah, sure let's, this let's single someone out. Yeah, let's single somebody out. Uh, let's see who needs to be singled out. Let's mm-hmm. see who's singled out. Yeah, um, who made the Twilight movies? Hmm. Um, let's just see MGM. What's MGM? M- uh, send all your hate mail to at MGM underscore studios. Yes, exactly. Take it up with them, Matt. I'm sorry, but they have uh, eliminated they will now no longer be uh, hiring you as the director, but that's okay. You didn't want to work for the line anyway. No, not, not it. No, you, you're a no. universal guy. Yeah. Oh, to, actually, ironically, that was my cinema boy. New line cinema. Ironically, Universal was my favorite as a kid. For some reason, as a kid, I just liked Universal Studios a lot. 
I liked Columbia because they had that cool intro with the dude. Columbia yes, thing with the light. that was cool. I love that. Cool. And then I also like uh, is it Lionsgate? They do a lot of really good horror. They do a lot of really good horror. That's true. It's very true. I also I love the classic uh, 20th Century Fox intro. Oh yeah, that's good. That's like the wrong with that one. I know. I'm, or Robert the, Rodriguez's yeah. Troublemaker Studios. Oh yes, that's very true. That one's fun. That's a good point. Very fun. So but that 20th Century Fox one is good. I just yeah, especially what I think my memories as a kid of this, even just watching Star Wars on TV or VHS, and it's just that logo coming on right before. Like to me, that just yeah. is a part of what encapsulates like movie magic. I'm just like, oh, it's wonderful. I know it's a little different now after the Disney acquisition, so the they don't play that logo anymore. But it's okay. Nope. It's okay. It's okay. I still like them. I still, I still love. Like them. I still love it. So, well, I'd say. What do we want to talk a, about? There's yeah. There's a few <laughs> things. Well, because there's a few things we could segue into. I, you know what? I'm gonna flip flop a little bit because I thought maybe we'd do this later on, but we could um, we could flip. We could uh, take a little little turn of the car into a. You know, since it's being October, it's Halloween, so it's, you know, spooker Ooh, spooky season. Month. Some spooks, some spookers. Ooh. Now, I can't... I'm a I ghost now on the podcast. Oh, bleep, 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 bleep. I'm a ghost. I can't claim... <laughs> <laughs> it's a really lame ghost. I'm a ghost. <laughs> hey, ghost, me on ghost. I'm a ghost. Yeah. Like a, I won't you text know. you back. No. I'm not going to text you. <laughs> I'm a ghost, literal, yeah. literal ghost. He's a ghost and a ghost. It's because I can't hold a phone. Oh, oh no, yeah. I love space ghosts as well. <laughs> um, what were so, you going to segue yeah. into? So, so, you know, spooker season. So, obviously, kind of I, horror. You know, this is a time people love watching horror movies. You oh, know, just more God, kind of thrillers. Yes. Now, I I've never necessarily been a huge horror movie person. I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to a lot of them. And. And even like kind of more slasher gore films has never fully been my thing, but there are some I do enjoy. And as I've gotten older, I've enjoyed some more of them. But I know for you, you've talked about. And now I'm not sure big to fan. what large degree, but you're you're a big fan. You're a big fan. So big horror movie guy, yeah. So I guess maybe the first question in this area is what what is it about horror movies that you that you are so drawn to the most that you love? So. I'm going to take the long way around uh, sure. this one. Uh, this actually also reminds me that we never last week talked about, I mentioned that I was going to tell you my guy and girl hall pass list. So I got to, we got to remember to do that at some point. Oh yes. Um, maybe at the end. But the reason I say that is because there's a, uh, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. Okay. okay. And that, and, and there, one of the people on my list is a pro wrestler. So that's what reminded me of that. But I see. anyway, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. And I think that part of the reason I like pro wrestling is not, just the people in the ring. That is a big part of it. But I like mm-hmm. the stories behind it. Knowing history, mm-hmm. knowing how they do the things, like how yeah. they do the moves so they don't get hurt. And I think yeah. that it's a big cross-section of horror. And knowing, oh, that's how they accomplished this stunt. The practical effects behind this monster are ABC. Interesting. Uh, oh, um, you know, the thing was made with nothing but practical effects. And here's how yeah. they did it. The, the like, 
the behind the scenes aspect of wrestling and horror are both incredible because wow. you can go into it and know none of the behind the scenes and still yeah. enjoy yourself. But if you know the behind the scenes stuff, if you know the little intricate details, it makes it all that more interesting. And you can say mm-hmm. that with most films, yeah. but with horror, so often are people getting hurt. So often are there like these bombastic monsters or mm-hmm. these, these amazing stunts that like shouldn't work. Fire stunts yeah. are one of the big ones, mm-hmm. things like that. And also, there it's it's a genre film, right? And genre yeah. films are so often tossed to the wayside, kind of like wrestling, mm-hmm. where it's like, no, I'm gonna go to bat for the thing that I love, which <laughs> yeah. makes you enjoy it more. Yeah. Also, I've always liked the aesthetic of like spooky things and like mm-hmm. witches and ghosts and the occult. I've also thought it was cool looking. So mm-hmm. like, boom, more of that. <laughs> I'm super into that. I actually just watched Halloween, the original Halloween with Jamie yes. Lee Curtis for the first time. First time ever. Oh, wow. Like, uh, this last week. Dude, that movie is so good. It is... Oh, man. The performances in that movie are... Well, most of the performances in that movie are mediocre because they're yeah. teen actors. But, like, Jamie Lee Curtis... Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis was a seasoned actress by the time she was 17. She's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Oh, and yeah. And the, the character of Michael Myers is so interesting. And did you know... I'm going to tell you a little... I'm going to give you a little, oh, yeah. little thing here. John Carpenter, when he made the Halloween movies... Originally, Halloween 2 was going to be the last Michael Myers movie. He was going to continue on with anthology movies. That So the Halloween 3, the season mm. of The Witch, has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Yeah. It's a totally different story. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, season of The Witch might be the best Halloween movie. I don't know, Interesting. I'll, I'll go to bat for that movie. It's okay. not good, but I love it. All right. But it, it got such backlash. People were like, where's Michael Myers? And they had to bring him back. And Michael mm-hmm. Myers is a great character. Don't get me wrong. But like, I'm like, that's super interesting. I would love to have seen Halloween 4 be another anthology movie. Because hmm. Halloween 2 kind of wraps up Michael Myers' story pretty mm-hmm. succinctly. You could end it right there. It'd be totally yeah. fine. They don't. And that's fine. But... That's I, I. I've kind of lost my train of thought. What was the question? Was why do I like horror movies? Yeah, no, I think you that you were, all the yeah, stuff that talking. I just said there. Yeah, like all that little like trivia is super cool, and you can do that, like you said, like you were saying earlier, Christopher Nolan movies. You can have all this little trivia. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just something about the horror trivia that is so niche and fun and like you feel like you're part of a community whereas like if you like hey if you like tenant there's a million people who like mm-hmm. tenant and that's great that's super cool mm-hmm. but like horror feels smaller i don't know maybe maybe it's just me but horror feels smaller it kind of feels no. cool to be part of that little grotesque community no well that it's like uh, that's a really thoughtful and clever answer to that I, I i actually appreciate the angle you're taking it's like in a and i do agree i think you know and especially when you look in terms of like public acclaim and awards and stuff like horror is certainly one of those genres that most of the time gets cast to to the wayside, you know, even even more than like even comedy to a certain degree, like straight comedy does get that. But horror pro- probably to it, I think, is at least a slightly greater degree. Um, but I find I don't, it has interesting a horror movie that, ever been even nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture. Oh gosh, that's a good question. I'm gonna, Maybe I'm gonna look. I feel like Rosemary's Baby was possibly. Um, oh god, that movie's so good. I, know, I haven't seen. <laughs> there's so there's so I'm many. Gonna look, I'm gonna look. I haven't seen. I th- I think there's been some. I'm gonna look. I'm looking yeah. it up right now. All right, Rosemary's Baby is phenomenal. I know that's only one. six it, it, horror films have ever been nominated for Best Picture. Interesting, Matt. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna okay. send you five dollars if you can name all six films. 
Oh, whoa. Ooh, little quiz. I'm going to give you one of them because I don't count it as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you Jaws. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. I mean, it, it certainly so has those elements, but it's it's summer blockbuster. But I, okay. Also, I'll give you two of them. Black Swan is also on here. That's not a horror movie. Oh, really? No. At yeah, the it most, is what it is. At but the most, it's a, a slight psychological Psychological thriller, thriller. But not... Not whole. so. See, there is, is the four problem. Is legitimate yeah. horror movies. Four legitimate. Ho- oh god, this is a, this is a br- okay. I'm just. I'm, if you can get, if you can get it, I'll send you five bucks. So I'm thinking through the pantheon of films, I'm trying to remember if I. Know so one of them is very very recent, and one of them is like a a cornerstone of the horror genre. Um, oh wait, I know Get Out. Yes, very good. Yes, that's the more recent one. Because uh, oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting it, but I think Lupita Nyong'o, didn't she? I think she got nominated for a performance, if I'm correct. She wasn't in that. She in get- Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, wait, was oh, wait, why did I say. Oh, my. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. You're thinking Mixed of up. us. I was, why did I say that? Oy vey. Same director, same director. Yeah, no, still Jordan Peele. Um, you know, but it was, yeah. She's not. But, in that. but Get Out was nominated yes. for Best Picture. And obviously, it won, it won for Best Original Screenplay. What am I saying? Yes. And then, as, it, as it should have. So three more, three more. Um, uh, one actually, is an M Night Shyamalan movie. Oh my good! Oh yeah, I remember. There's another screenplay one, Sixth Sense. Yep, very good. Two yeah. More. Okay. One of them I think will be tough, but one of them is very much like, oh, of course it was. Okay, I'm thinking. What else? What else came out? Think cornerstone of the horror genre. Like, everybody's heard of this film. The Exorcist? Yes, very good. It was actually nominated for 10 Academy Awards. 10. Yes. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. That's amazing. Woo! It's crazy that it is. One more. One more. So, this, it sounds like this last one's like an offshoot. No, it's very popular. It has right. spawned like one of the, I would say, one of the most famous literary and film characters, played by a phenomenal, award-winning actor. Oh wait! Oh oh! I'm no, gonna be I have so a few. Stoked if you get this. I there's a because I have a few threads I can pull on right now. Tell me what. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you're thinking. Mm, oh, I, oh <laughs> let me let me formulate it down because I have. Sure. Did he? Sure, sure, sure. Francis Ford Coppola made him. No, but I don't know. Um, is it? Oh, hold on. Is it? Is it? Okay. Is it Bram? It was made by Francis Ford Coppola. Is it Bram Stoker's Dracula? It's not. Is not nothing with Francis Ford Coppola. He had nothing to do with it. Okay. I said that eliminates that. Um, I will tell you the actress in it won Best Actor, uh, won Best Actress, and uh, oh, and it won for Best Actor. Holy cow, it won a ton of awards. It won Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director, and Best Screenplay, but it did not win Best Picture. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. really. I didn't know that. Mm. If you want a clue, let me know. Mm. I have one answer that I've been thinking the whole time. It might. It seems like it might be too obvious, but I'm just running the Go numbers. for it, dude. Yeah, I won't count. If, tell me what you're thinking. Rosemary's Baby. It's not Rosemary's Baby. Oh, so it's not okay. So it eliminates that. So I'm thinking horror. 
So this one, this one could be this considered is... a another thriller, but it is pretty scary. Oh gosh, I'm having a hard time. Is it do, the Omen? Do you want to? It's not the Omen. Not the it's, Omen. It's, it was made later than the Omen. Um, it has. I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. Um, I don't want to give you like I don't want to give it away. Mm-hmm. Um, I will just tell you a brief part of the synopsis. Uh, it involves a. That's too obvious. Uh, <laughs> a young FBI cadet receives help from someone in jail. A young cadet receives help from someone. Yes, she goes to him for help in tracking down a murderer. Oh my gosh! How did I think Silence of the Lambs? Yes, Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Oh my gosh! Very good. Thank you. Very good. You got five bucks coming to you, boy. Hey, I'll take it. Thank you. That was not. That was tough. You had some. That was tough. Yeah. So like that's how little the horror genre is represented in the in uh, in the awards. Needless to say, not that awards are everything, but like no, I mean here's the truth: when it comes to awards, as much as I love watching the Oscars, and there's times where there's really exciting ones, like it's politics in terms of like Hollywood politics. Like that's how so much of that award stuff goes down. So you know you can't look at it as like oh this is the pantheon of what's the best or the worst. Like. No. sometimes it lines up and a lot of times it doesn't it just comes down to subjective taste but well, what it i find what so yeah. cool for you is that your enjoyment and especially being a movie podcast is actually tied with yeah not just what's going on in the movie but like wanting to know all the ins and outs of the behind the scenes how they actually like oh this fun fact like they had to do like 20 takes of this scene or like yeah they pulled off full practical effects for this like i find it so I interesting mean, that the horror genre like knowing that as a viewer actually enhances the experience. Like I find that just so cool. So like, yeah. Oh yeah. It's like the shining. Mm-hmm. The shining is one of yeah. the quintessential horror movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not anywhere near the friggin' book. The book is way scarier in my personal opinion. Yeah. I mean, that and also they're very different, uh, completely different. Like Kubrick purposely different. just went but like, down. Yeah. Dude, he's insane. So mm-hmm. the scene where I'm assuming you've seen the shining, uh, you have to say out of, uh, you know, because again, not being a horror film person, The Shining is one of the selector. I'm like, actually, really enjoy the shot. As, as dark as everyone it is, I really enjoy movie, it. Yeah. Yes, especially yeah, everyone needs to see mm-hmm. it. So the scene where uh, Jack Nicholson's walking up the stairs and goes, "I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your freaking brains in." Yeah. That scene was shot like 37 times just to get Shelley Duvall to be like to break mentally. Like, he treated her so poorly on that set. I know. But the first time I saw that movie, I was like, dude, she's not great in this movie. Like, she's boring. She's mm-hmm. kind of like, eh. But knowing that, going back, I'm like, dude, she is unbelievable yeah. that she kept it together no, after this movie. She it is. so good. No, the scene where he's breaking incredible. down the door. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, you realize, like, oh, this so is scary. Re- like, now it brings in a conversation, like, the, the ethics, kind of the ethical question. Oh, it was wrong. Yeah. No, no, no. You know. He was wrong for doing that. Yeah. But it makes me appreciate Shelley Duvall more. Yeah. For exactly. being able That's to great maintain to put some yes. kind of sanity. Yeah. But Stanley Kubrick is not a good person for that. I know. Unfortunately. No, but, that, but it does. Yeah. But it totally completely changes your perception of that. And even just like. Yeah. The fact that they. I think even the scene where he chases her up the stairs, like holding the baseball that. I mm-hmm. think they might have done close yeah. to. I think it might have been. In the lower, but like a hundred some takes 
of that yep, scene. That's the one I'm that's the scene I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Like that's just crazy. Yeah. And then the and then the typing, the all all work and mm-hmm. no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. He Stanley Kubrick sat there and typed like three hundred pages of that in like different ways so it would look crazy. Yeah. He actually did that. Yeah. So to hand. know that going yeah. into the movie, the movie itself, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Great movie. But yeah. to know all these little intricate details makes you mm-hmm. appreciate it more. Another one that's mm-hmm. like that is The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. Back to John Carpenter's because John yep. Carpenter absolutely rules. Say what the you, no matter genre. what you think, like, John Carpenter is a master. Of the, and ironically, this is another film which is like on the opposite spectrum of what I normally watch. Like a film that is so intense, like, effect gore wise. Like, normally I'm just like, no. But for some reason, this, The Thing is so masterfully crafted. Like even that, my brother Luke and I watched it, and it was like, "Wow!" Like that's how that's how you do a movie like that. Like it's just mass. Like his yeah. his his work with it is just masterful. Well, that's really good. But also, Kurt Russell's hair in that movie. Oh. <laughs> dude, Kurt Russell's kids. yes, he's per- he's oh, gorgeous, yeah. dude. <laughs> so my favorite dude. movie of all t- uh, this is a little mini tangent. My favorite movie mm-hmm. of all time is Miracle. Which is a story about a hockey team, it's a great movie. The, the hockey team from the 1980 yep. Olympics, and they it's all true. It's a very true story. Mm-hmm. And they take some embellishments here and there, but mm-hmm. I, my family has watched that movie. I am not, I am not using hyperbole at least 200 times. Wow. We can if you just like started a scene in like out loud, we can yeah. finish the scene. My my mom, my dad, my brother, and I could finish that scene, getting all the inflection right for all, probably blocking out the scene correctly, yeah. standing in the right spots. With no effort. Dude, that's no amazing. That's Dude, ama- we love that movie. Well, I know. It was unfortunate before. Thankfully, I've, I had never seen the movie. It was earlier this year. I finally got to watch Miracle. And I I get it. It still holds up. It's still perfect. Totally. And Kurt Russell's perfect in that movie. Like, he he Boy, is him. Like, it, yeah. So, I, he's her, that's he is awesome. You have a love for that. So, I watched, like, the documentary about that hockey team. Mm -hmm. I'm a a hockey guy. So, I watched that documentary about that team Mm -hmm. probably 50 times, 60 times. Yeah. So, I've seen what Herb Brooks talks like and acts like. And and Kurt Russell gets Herb Brooks perfectly. The only thing Mm -hmm. he doesn't get right is the Minnesota accent, but that's because it's hard to do. Yeah. Like, everything in that movie is perfect. And they Mm -hmm. got – what's cool is about that movie – I'm going to go off on tangent. But what's cool about that movie is they said, okay, we need to get – We've all seen the Mighty Ducks. We got actors to play hockey. It wasn't Mm. very good. Do we want to try to do that again? Or do we want to get hockey players and teach them how to act? And they said, well, let's get hockey players. So they brought out legitimate hockey players, semi-pro, pro, pro, junior, whatever. Mm -hmm. Hockey players out. And all the guys in that movie do all their own scenes. All the Russian skaters are all actual. They do all of it themselves. The only one who did differently was the goalie. Mm -hmm. Uh, The goalie. Um, who is played by, I'll get his name, but his name is yeah. Jim Craig in the movie. But the okay. actor who played uh, him is, uh, he he is him for most of the movie, but there were mm-hmm. certain scenes where like a puck was legitimately coming at the goalie's head oh. and he's just wearing like the, the plexiglass. Mm-hmm. And they so they had a goalie named Bill Ranford who used to play for the Oilers. He was a mm-hmm. legitimate NHL goalie come out and he did some of the scenes. But other okay. than that, that whole movie is done by all of those kids, those legitimate kids. Wow. It's so good. Wow. But see, so I love that movie that. is. So his name is Eddie Cahill is the okay. actor who played uh, Jim Craig. But that movie is perfect. And some of the yeah. some of the dialogue is so 
good and so bad at sometimes. Like there's one scene where there's they're they're arguing at a at a little dinner, and one mm-hmm. of the guys is he's from Boston. So the the yeah. big thing is that they have this Boston Minnesota rivalry in the movie, right? And the Boston mm-hmm. guy goes, "Oh yeah, right, I'm out of here." And he gets up and he starts to walk away. And the guy goes, "Where are you going?" And he goes, "I'm going to my room. Is that all right with you, mother?" And it's like, dude, like the line delivery could have been so much better. It's like, it's like, it's like I'm going to my room. Is that all right with you, mother? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to my room. Is that all right with you, mother? Yeah. It's like, geez, that's so bad. You skate so well. But it's it's kind that of was, ironic because it's like perfect. In a strange way, it does bring a certain level of authenticity because it's like, yes, he's maybe not delivering the line great, but it's like it's actually coming from like a dude who plays yeah. like hockey. And it's like, yeah. So it kind of, and they've works. all got the beautiful flow. Mm-hmm. But I but appreciate like, that if you too, watch that movie you know? and you watch the hockey scenes, it's all believable. It's to- like, yes, totally. I feel like I'm watching the game. No, and that's what I was saying. Yeah. Is what I appreciate so much is again in so many movies. Yeah, you just get actors, you just switch them out for some people all the time. You have to you find ways to fake it, but it's like the for the film to actually go like to that deeper level of authenticity and actually have the people playing the characters actually playing to the you know even if they have those little circumstances for the goalie it's like it's a part of what makes the movie stick out and i i really believe like as the audience even if you don't know that fact going in even just on a subconscious level like you pick up the authenticity of what's going on in the game and i just yeah Mm -hmm. i just think that's awesome and i yeah i didn't realize they actually went to that length for it yeah that's so cool. Yeah, it's in, that movie's that movie's perfect. Yeah, and I will fight anybody who disagrees. With me. <laughs> but that's like those little details and those come across a lot more prevalently, I think, in horror movies. To get back to what we were talking yeah. about, um, and I think that they are like uh, people delve. I think people who are horror fans are rabid for those things, so they like research them, yes. and interviews, and they go to horror conventions stuff like that, right? Yeah. And you know, people want to hear what Christopher Nolan has to say, but I think that mm-hmm. they don't always get that. But if you want to know what the guy who directed The Wicker Man is thinking <laughs> about it, you're going to find that guy at a convention somewhere. And you're going to ask him that question. <sighs> that's fascinating. And that's no, both that's Wicker Men, the original Wicker Man and the Nicholas Cage. And the Nicholas Cage. <laughs> so it's like, in yeah. a way, yeah, like it, beca- but because it is almost kind of maybe more of a, at times, a niche community that gets together at, you know, whatever, like conferences and stuff, like, that's amazing, though. So it's like not only do you get to yeah. like love and enjoy those films, you can you could actually have a more like approachable like interaction with the directors, the actors, all the people like making the films. Like that's exactly. so cool. Actually, it feels like family. family. It feels like friends. Yeah. So interesting. I never, you know, I never thought about it or realized it that way with the horror community before. But like your just reasoning dissection for that's actually it's actually really cool. It gives me a new. And I think you said it right. It is, it is a community. Mm-hmm. I think you say it right. It is a, definitely a community. Yeah, all film is. All of it is. Right. Totally. It's all you know. Your brothers in arms. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of like an interesting little little subsection. Kind of like the Tarantino fans. Yeah. Like if totally. you're a Tarantino fan, like you know, like there's like you just look at each other differently. Like oh yeah, do you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Did yeah. I see Once Upon a Time? <laughs> of course. Did you see the one scene? Of blah 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 blah. Exactly. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah. His intricacy. Like, hey, did you see where was the foot scene in that movie? Oh, I see it was right here. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Like, right. Like, yeah. you know, like, these little things. Exactly. It's like a mini community. It's really it's, cool. I love horror. It's a great way to put it. So, it's like, for you, horror, like, would you say out of all the genres of films, like, that's the kind of community you feel like you... I mean, obviously outside of comic book films, I should say, but... 
Um, sure, sure. I think you know. that, yeah, I would say that I belong. I don't belong, but, like, I yeah. would but seek you that out more. Like, yeah. Like, let's say there was, like, a bunch of conventions. There was, like, a comedy movie convention, like, a mm-hmm. uh, a sports movie. Con- movie. I would walk to the horror convention first out of all okay. of them. Um, I, I enjoy all films. I really haven't seen too many films that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I think that the horror one just jumps out more at me. Also, it's fun to be scared. Like, it's mm-hmm. fun to be scared while you're safe. Like, you know, you get that yeah. adrenaline rush, and it's, it's, it's enjoyable. No. But, yeah, I, I would agree. I would, I would say that, yeah, horror jumps out to me more and it, it hits like it hits home in a different way um, yeah that's not to say that like i wouldn't turn on a will ferrell movie if it comes out like i love oh yeah comedy no, totally. like that, but but yeah I, yeah absolutely like i'm more willing to buy like the special edition of friday the 13th than mm-hmm. i am uh to buy the special edition of i don't know uh hobbs and shaw yeah exactly fair enough yeah that's fair well it's funny now because now you're actually making me think about it too like you know again even even if I don't watch a ton of horror movies, like I think about the fact of like, oh, knowing the behind the scenes of this part that makes the moment special. So like one specific for me, I think about is obviously Rid- the original Ridley Scott's Alien is a is a masterpiece. Oh, Ma- that so that film isn't you know as a horror, but as as just a film. Like that film is masterful. Yeah, and and this is a pretty. But as a horror one. movie, it's really great too. <laughs> you know, again, it's one for me. Like it works for me, and I get into it. And I'm like, dang. I, it's such a fun ride, but, and and this is a famous example, but even the famous chestburster scene where it Dude, has the audience and in the that story, is such a cool story. Yeah. Like it's the first time it happens in the movie. And when they were filming the scene, the, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, but it's, you know, the aliens plant themselves in one of the bodies. And so as the crew are looking at the body, like, why did he pass out? This alien bursts out the chest. It's pretty shocking. You know? And it's, it still holds up pretty well. Like, it's, you know, seven, late 70s oh, practical Oh, no, it's, effects, but it's it holds. really cool. But so, when they were filming the scene, now I don't know what Ridley Scott had, had detailed specifically to uh So he told them, the he said, yeah. hey, something's gonna happen. Yep. Something's gonna happen with, John's, with John. Just be near John. Be mm-hmm. ready to go. Something is going to happen. And Perfect. they said... Yes, sir. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And needless to say, they, yeah. So it's like, that's all they knew. They start rolling the cameras. So they're doing the scene. And then all of a sudden, when the chestburster actually comes out and again, not the CGI day. So what's happening is actually happening. The crew. Yeah. The cast had no idea that was going to happen. So the genuine looks of shock on their face and pulling back are all real it's all real like completely genuine all real so it's like for me now every time i, I watch so alien cool. and i get to that scene it does add a certain like connection and like excitement for that part just because of knowing like oh that's what happened and their reactions are real and it like yeah so it just it, it just to me it just yeah gives, i think it's yeah it gives merit to i think that's the one that like it. jumps out not no <laughs> yeah. that's the one that jumps out to me the most like mm-hmm. that's the one like everybody Everyone's heard that or everyone can relate to that. Everyone's seen Alien. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows who John Hurt is. Everyone knows yeah. how cool that scene was. Exactly. And so when you're like, yeah, they didn't know that was going to happen. Like, no. that's super cool. Yes. Uh, another one of those scenes is not necessarily, it's not a surprise, but like the mm-hmm. cool behind the scenes story is actually a mediocre film, Jurassic Park 3, mm-hmm. which is not a horror movie, but like it's got a lot of kills in it. So like it's kind of yeah. cool. But there's a scene where um, William H. Macy is 
have, have you seen you remember Jurassic Park 3 right oh yeah actually again yeah, just rewatched the original three films not too long ago did so you really okay perfect yeah. so the scene where William H. Macy and the, the family are like getting knocked into mm-hmm. the water by the Spinosaur yeah and William H. Macy is the only one who swims out he mm-hmm. swims out and he's got to help save them. So he jumps up on the scaffolding and mm-hmm. then like the, the and then there's fire. He yeah. did that himself. That's really oh. him up there. Oh gosh. It's like a 25 foot during rain scaffolding stunt that he did himself. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Which turns that like eh movie, that scene in that eh movie turns it way cooler. Yeah. You're like that's awesome. When you get to that moment, that. you're like that's real. That's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. Like little things like that. Yeah. Well, they make again, a difference. The only reason I found out about that was because of a horror YouTube show that I watch called uh-huh. Dead Meat, where they do, huh. they count, they count kills in horror movies. Mm-hmm. So like that, that, that like is a little thing, but I wouldn't have known that. I, don't, I wouldn't have watched the director's commentary yeah. on Jurassic Park 3, but this <laughs> horror show did for me. Yeah. I think that's like really cool. No. Well, it's, it speaks to the strength of like the horror community and now, especially living in the time of just YouTube and all types of like commentary channels and stuff. That it's cool that, again, oh, yeah. ha- having the passionate fan base of the horror community and even, like, branching up to something like Jurassic Park that, you know, isn't necessarily full-on horror, but has those elements, like, you get to discover cool facts like that that you never realized before. And, yeah, it changes your perception exactly. of that scene in a, you know, yeah, it's it's definitely the weakest, but it, it just makes that even more <laughs> engaging, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, we need to talk about... I was literally about to bring mother. that up right now. I was like, okay, it's time. Good. So now, so disclaimer, I have not seen Mother, but I, spoilers and all that are, are fine. I don't care. I um, I have seen parts of Mother, but I know the idea behind the story mm-hmm. as far as I know. But I want to talk about Darren Aronofsky a little bit. Okay. I have not seen much of his films. I'm assuming mm-hmm. you have seen more of them. Is he broken? Is he okay? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> Mother... Is weird. So, like, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence moves in with, like, her boyfriend who is played by that beautiful Spanish uh, actor. Javier Bardem. Thank you, Javier Bardem. Oh, yeah. Um, jawline on that guy for days. <laughs> and they're, they're, like, they're like, oh, they're married and they're both beautiful. And they're, they're oh, it's so nice. Yeah. Everything's great. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And they have a baby. And then, like, they, they the baby, it's a, spoiler alert, the baby gets ripped apart and eaten at one point. Oh my gosh! What's a, what's what? going on with Darren Aronofsky? What the? So okay, well to be okay, so Darren Aronofsky has certainly always been a filmmaker. Like he cares more about, and he's actually said this. So he cares more about. I shouldn't say cares more about, but to him, like the worst thing he can do is to make a boring film. And so for him, okay, when he makes a film, it's like he kind of wants you either walking out really hot about it or really cold about it. Like he, he's all about kind of polarized reactions. So there's, there's numero uno and he's, you know, I haven't seen every single one of his films, but he, you know, he's not afraid to go to weird, dark, strange places. So there's that. And yeah. Now hearing that, I'm just like, that just messed up. Like to well, me, so like, so like, and I know it's supposed it to be an allegory. Movie. Like I know I've heard okay. the movie's yeah. supposed to be a big allegory, you know, but still. Yeah. So like she's fixing up a house that, that they buy in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that the house is supposed to be like her, like her body. Hmm. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I yeah. haven't seen the whole film uh, in, but, 
But like, there's like biblical allegories. Mm-hmm. Um, so her baby, her baby is like a is essentially like a Christ-like figure or mm-hmm. a, a version of a Christ-like figure uh, in the loosest sense. Yeah. But they they rip apart the baby, they eat the baby. Um, oh, so Javier Bardem was like this poet in the movie, like he's this really yeah. famous poet, and like his followers are there, and apparently like he does this. Um, he, so he like, uh, when this happens, like she, it's like breaks the, it breaks Jennifer Lawrence down and he's able to like crystallize her heart. And then he <laughs> uses that to build his next house. And I don't, I, I don't That's, know. Yeah. Like I said, it's a weird movie, <laughs> but like, it's a horror movie mm-hmm. for sure. But like, I just want to know if Mr. Aronofsky is okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's like, a what, valid like, what's question. What's one of his other movies? What's like one of his other movies you know, there's that he's done of Summer oh, oh, uh, Black Swan, Requiem for a Dream. Actually, ironically, he oh also made The Wrestler. God. The Wrestler is probably one of the that farthest movies, That movie's phenomenal. Yeah, The Wrestler's actually a great movie. It's a great movie. Like, that's that, one. It actually no... does a really good job of describing the wrestling industry. Like, yeah. a really good job. Exactly. And it doesn't to have any To the point where people were, like, things. mad at him. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's actually kind of funny. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Is, he, I know he Black Swan. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've I saw it once in theaters. I don't think I really. Into, um, I know he made You're that good. movie, The Fountain. I think it had Rachel Vice and. Oh, that one. Hugh that Jackman. one's weird, dude. That yeah, one like. Felt so like needless to have... say, there's a trend <laughs> here of, and then he also made so the, you... the Russell Crowe Noah, which is just a okay, it's just, okay. It's just with, with, uh, it's with Hermione. Weird. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. Like it's not the worst movie, but yeah, it's, just, it's, Ar- it's Aronofsky. It's Aronofsky now. I don't... So, the, so there's a there's a good bit that I like from the fountain. Uh, there's a YouTuber mm-hmm. named Jontron. You ever heard of him? Oh yeah, Jontron. So he's he's talking about something. He's like, so is this like weird rules or is this like fountain rules? <laughs> and someone says, uh, someone does something. And goes, oh, it's fountain rules. There is no rules. <laughs> and I was like, that's the fountain. That's the perfect description <laughs> of the fountain. It's fountain rules. There is no there rules. Is no rules. <laughs> that's amazing. So yeah. So like. I yeah, just, so it sounds like he's not okay and hasn't no. been for a very long time. Well, and like, you know, okay, I get they're doing an allegory and you're going down the horror track and you're going to go for some gore stuff. But the uh, for me, and maybe it's just it's a personal thing, like the baby thing, like that's just a no. Like that's just... Hot take, hot take. I don't want to see baby yeah, ripped hot, apart. Hot, hot, hot take, take time, people. <laughs> Even if it's a movie and it's not a real baby, I don't, I don't need to imagine that to any degree. Whoa. Hey, you, know? you gotta defend that take on Twitter, bro. Oh, I gotta, yeah. God, that's funny. Yeah, they're gonna call me out like, oh, Jeez. you don't want to see that this in the movie? This guy doesn't want to see a dead baby. baby. Yeah, like, no, I don't. That's just no. Am I the oh, oh, sorry. Maybe because I don't need to. That swear. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, it's all. We could whatever. Kinda, it's whatever. it's ten thirty here in Illinois. I'm, yeah, I, I, I slipped. Sorry, iTunes. <laughs> Sorry, iTunes. Uh, Oopsies. Oopsies. But so it's like that. Just throw one of the, just, just throw like a fun bleep over that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just either a bleep or just be going. Uh oh. You know, just whatever. <laughs> oh, I like oh. that. That's better. Get get a clean cut of that. Just like yes. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm go. gonna but do that's, it. That's your. That's how you cover up swears from now on. Yes. I love it. I'm doing it. I love it. But. So, it's like a banjo kazooie thing. Banjo kazooie, <laughs> exactly. Uh-oh. So it's like, uh oh. So it's like that's it's like no. That for me, that's just like I don't care what kind of movie you're making. Like that, no. Yeah. So there's okay. So well, well, if it, when someone like loses a child, like that has to be that's very real. It's very yeah. visceral, and to do it in that way 
if that's your choice, fine. But that doesn't mean I have to like it. No, and there's a difference like, between like covering like the topic of like the loss of a a child, a baby, like that. Yeah, you know, without having to show, you know. But then this is like that. We're like, I don't now. I don't know yeah, how was, yeah. if the film shows it full on or not. Hopefully not. Oh, they rip it apart. They rip it apart. Okay, so they show it in the. Okay, so it's not even just like we're gonna I talk about so. that happens. We don't I even need to verify it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's no, that's okay. So it's I'm like, good. I'm good. But the point being is like that's a whole nother thing. Like I don't know. And now some people have talked about their the movies is really entertaining allegory, and others just don't work for it. It's just like I don't, I don't know. When I hear things like, I mean, that seems just too far. But when I hear things like that, like, well, it sounds like I you, like know. you said, he's divisive. Yeah, he's divisive. Yeah, he's he enjoys being divisive. Yes, and making very films that cause very polarizing reactions. You know, not like lukewarm reactions like you hate it or you love it. So, hey man, yeah, that's that's what that's this movie. Yeah, that's this I, movie. Yeah, uh, another guy who's kind of in that same vein, but I think who does it more palatable is mm-hmm. Ari Aster, and uh, Ari Aster yeah. did um, Hereditary and Midsummer. Have you heard mm-hmm. of those? Yes, I Dude. I know I haven't dared to watch them, but I, I do I do know of them and so, about them. They are so good. They are two of the best contemporary horror movies I've ever seen. Hereditary okay. is oh Hereditary is so good. Oh my god. So I won't spoil Hereditary for you, mm-hmm. but I will tell you this. It's I think it's two hours long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two hours and seven minutes. An hour and forty five minutes of it are like what is happening? This is a very slow burn. Mm-hmm. And then all at once, bam, it's hit like a Mack truck. You are going oh, 150 gosh. miles a minute. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, let's go. Let's go. God, wow. And then it gets to the end and you're like, what? What is happening? Oh my <laughs> God. This is amazing. Oh. It's, oh, it's so, it's so visceral and real. The, the, mm. the person you think is the main character of it is just like, killed at one point like oh okay mm. we're doing this now oh god oh, so good <laughs> and then midsummer midsummer is the best um daylight horror movie I've ever seen so when i say daylight <laughs> horror movie i mean the whole thing is literally in daylight yeah like most horror movies you think of as like dark and like scary yeah no midsummer the whole thing is beautiful bright there are so many different colors pastels pinks blues yellows everything you can think of <laughs> and it's just like boom so, so Midsummer is, um, the story is a girl is dealing with her, um, her, oh, what is she? Schizophrenic? No, she's bipolar, bipolar mm-hmm. sister. And her bipolar sister has threatened to kill herself multiple times. So the sister is like, you know, getting the threats that she's going to, mm-hmm. the, the, that her sister is thinking of self-harming. Yeah. And she's trying to reach her, trying to reach her, trying to reach her. She can't get a hold of her. So she calls her boyfriend and her boyfriend's like, oh, I don't know. That's crazy. And he's kind of, he's not a bad guy, but like, he's mm-hmm. not a good guy. Yeah. Like he's. He's the, he's the guy who doesn't want to end the relationship because he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And he wants to end the, he wants to end the relationship because she's kind of, in his mind, a lot to deal with. But really, he's just not there for her emotionally. Yeah. Again, it happens. He's not a he's not like a bad guy. He mm-hmm. just isn't great. Yeah. And the sister ends up killing herself and the parents, leaving oh, the, the main character totally alone in the world. Yeah, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. This is also in the first, like, six minutes of the movie. Oh, totally alone in the world. And then... They all go to Sweden mm-hmm. because the guy is a grad student and he's going to go write his dissertation in Sweden. So they all go. Mm-hmm. So she goes with and they take drugs. And from what I, I've never, I have literally, and I'm not saying this like 
I've never taken an illicit substance mm-hmm. in my life. I've drank beer. I have smoked cigarettes at one mm-hmm. point in my life, but I'm, I quit cigarettes. Yeah. Um, but I've never done anything hallucinogenic in my life. Yeah. But this movie, at one point, they take like mushrooms and they, it's like, I was like, oh, that seems like real. That seems like actually like in movies are like, oh man, crazy yeah. colors. No, no, well, no. Like they actually this take like, like a legitimately accurate kind of portrayal of what that would feel like. Yeah. And I've heard that from people who have actually taken hallucinogenics, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's what it actually feels like. Everything's just like enhanced, right? But like, it's a little scary. Like what's happening to them is yeah. a little scary, but like not too bad. Mm-hmm. And they get over it. And then they just, then there's idyllic Swedish village. This like little commune that's away from everywhere. And they're super nice, but then stuff starts to get weird. But it's all done <laughs> during the daylight hours. Oh man, it's so, oh, oh, it's so good. I recommend it. I recommend it so hard. Okay. Hereditary is a little tougher to watch um especially with like it's it deals with like child death and mm-hmm. it deals with yeah. um there's a lot of gore towards the end but it's okay. really good but midsummer dude watch midsummer especially with who who did you say you watched the thing with was it luke uh with luke actually yeah watch uh, if luke is okay with horror watch midsummer with luke it's a it's a visceral it's a it's a thought provoking experience mm-hmm. and it's very good and the acting in it is superb. Okay. Well, I know. I'll have to say, if I can work up the courage, I will. But, I mean, I, I, I do trust I don't think it's you. that scary. I do not okay. think Midsummer is that scary. I guess, yeah, I guess the part, well, I know it seems ironic because there's other films I like. I guess the part that makes me the most nervous about Midsummer is, like, not even necessarily the horror, but it's, like, the I guess the quote-unquote more, like, dis, like, disturbing kind of things they explore. I'm just, like, I, I yeah. only have, like, so much of a temperance, like, for... I don't know. I think that's fair. Yeah. Well, and this feels like it feels real. Like it feels Mm -hmm. like it's real people doing it. So like, yeah, I can see how that's more of like a a fear and it's totally legitimate. And if that's going to really bother you, then maybe don't watch it. But yeah, I think if you ever like you get a wild hair and you're like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to (laughs) watch something kind of scary. Yeah. That's a good one because it's not just fear. It's like, it makes you think about weird things and it's very good. Very right. I'm also, I'm also very, very biased liking horror movie, but I think Ari Aster <laughs> is the is the new I think he should take over. I think I would love to see him do like a Stephen King movie. I would love to see him do um like uh I don't know, like like a like like the House on Haunted Hill on Netflix. Oh yeah. They're making a sequel to that, the mm-hmm. the Tale of Bly Manor, which can be phenomenal cuz yeah. House on Haunted Hills or the or Hill House is phenomenal. Yeah. I would love to see And Mike Flanagan like that, like, made that and he actually Mike Flanagan then went on to make uh, Doctor Sleep, which have you seen Doctor Sleep? Yes. I have it's to so say. So good. I love I was, Doctor Sleep. There's there's one that I actually was very surprised by and really enjoyed. I was like, "Dang." Especially cuz he rode the fine very line good. between it like is a direct sequel to Stanley Kubrick's mm-hmm. Shining, but at the same time, he also takes the route of like, oh, I want to honor like all the Stephen King parts of it that didn't get dealt with in the yeah. movie. So well, he, in the in know. the book in the in the, in the Doctor Sleep book, mm-hmm. I mean, I I've read about half of it. Um, I, I need to finish it, but I've got like six books that I'm reading right now because I'm trash. And <laughs> the, the book is almost identical to the movie. And the okay. movie or the the Shining book and the Shining movie, not even close. oh, you completely. And but uh, the yeah, Shining Stephen King famously. Is not a fan of Kubrick's. You Hates know, first, it. Yeah. Hates it. Mm-hmm. He made his own version on TV and it's not good. But it's closer to the book. Yeah, I've seen it. But in the book originally, yeah, it's not good. In the original book, the the 
the hotel explodes. It it gets destroyed in yeah. the book. So then Doctor so, Sleep makes up on the you know yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yes. Oh, it's so cool. No, I was really I impressed like Ewan McGregor too, man. Oh, I mean, he's again for me, he's in my category, like he can't do wrong. He could be in the worst movie of all time, nope. but he can't do wrong. Perfect. And um oh my I think He's her... in that Harley Quinn movie I told you about. Yes. And he's also in um no, this is not a movie, but uh so those of you who haven't watched the series Fargo and Fargo season three, Ewan McGregor plays twins in Fargo season three. Really? He plays the main characters are twins. That. And it's it's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Oh my gosh, Fargo is like now season four is just dropping. Never so watched watch, it. I I would highly recommend it. It's to me it's okay. just it's like genius television and like great great serial drama that it's within the world of like this kind of you know crime kind of uh plotting but it goes off in these really fun creative weird directions like and the it, movie does like the movie like it's funny because it it, play, it pays good homage to the movie but i me personally i think that i enjoy the tv show much more sure. like you know and, and each season kind of tells a different story but Anyway, I don't want to get I, not to get off on that tangent, but um, that's a di- that's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. But even um, I think her is Rebecca Ferguson. She plays the main um, uh, I'd say like vampire in Doctor Sleep. I'm trying to remember her character or not vampire. Oh yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, she they're no they're uh they're smoke. Oh, what is it? Yes. Steam. They eat steam. Yes, that's what it's. I'm like, what am I mixing up? Is it Rebecca Ferguson? The She's steam a, of the they're no, nah, but they're vampires. They're vampires. They're pretty much like Stephen King has like six tropes. They're vampires. Yeah, She's great. He, he brings up vampires a lot. Yeah, no, I mean the whole cast is great. Even the I don't know her name, but the young girl who plays the, the little girl. Yeah, she's awesome. Like she like it's just it was a movie that yeah it really surprised me, especially for like how do we walk the line of making a faithful adaptation her of name, Stephen King's sequel? Her name know. is Kylie Curran. Kylie Kurt, okay. And who put, and is it Rebecca Ferguson that's in the movie? Is that the other actor? Yeah, you were correct. Okay, Rebecca good. Ferguson. Because she's also in the Mission Impossible movies of recent, and yeah, she's another great actor. But yeah, she's really good. Yeah, to me, Dr. Sleep, like, kind of pulled it off. Like, I I was, I really enjoyed it and was really surprised at it, especially with all the yeah. Kubrick homages. Like, it just, yeah. So that's another, I'd say that's another good horror movie to to check out if you haven't. If you haven't seen it. Yeah, I agree 100%. I like yeah. Dr. Sleep a lot. So I like Dr. Sleep a lot. Um, So what would you say... What would you say is your favorite horror movie of all time? I feel like that's... Oh, God. <laughs> or that's we, tough, Again, dude. or we can that's do a top really three. tough. Again, we can do a top, top three. <laughs> top three, oh, no ranking. Top just three. in the top three category. Okay. So honorable mention is mm-hmm. Kevin Smith's Tusk. Because oh. it's not a good film, but mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a Kevin Smith film. So that's that's a movie based on an episode of a podcast. Yeah. That he does, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that movie. It's not great, but I saw it in theaters, actually, in mm-hmm. a limited limited release. I saw it with my buddy nice. with John, the, other, the host of yeah. Talking Trades with I. We saw it together and I had a great time. Um, I'm going to say that's my honorable mention, but I, The okay. Babadook is up there. I love I always hear about that movie. It's so scary. Dude, it's so scary and it's so ooh i have a, a version of it that is uh actually so in the movie there's a pop-up book mm-hmm. that kind of introduces the monster and yeah. i have the pop-up book oh wow attached to my blu-ray that's yeah, funny it's really cool that's nice i'd say i'd say that one i'm gonna put hereditary on there okay I really and that one may change but mm-hmm. i really liked hereditary okay um and then oh gosh um 
There's a lot, man. Yeah. Uh, another honorable mention. It's not scary, but it's Halloween themed. Is Hocus Pocus, dude? Oh wait, you could Hocus Pocus. Oh, Hocus Pocus is a fun one. That's a classic. It's yeah. It's not a horror movie necessarily, mm-hmm. but like it's a, it's an honorable mention. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, you know what? I'm gonna do it. Rosemary's Baby, I think, is one of the the best horror movies ever made. Mm-hmm. I've seen it multiple times. It's okay. still scary. Yeah. Mia Farrow does such a good. Have you seen that one? No, I still. That's another one I still have to watch. So are you? Are you? Uh, when last time I saw you, you were fairly religious. Are you still? Mm-hmm. Like, do you still like have a good relationship with God? Yeah, definitely. So that movie is terrifying because you're like, <laughs> oh God, like this. The devil's real, God's real. Like that same thing with the, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not religious. Um, mm-hmm. I have nothing against it. I'm just, yeah. I personally am not. But like growing up, I was raised very Catholic, mm-hmm. and so The Exorcist was the scariest yeah. thing I'd ever seen. I'm like that's real. It's all real. It's all real. <laughs> and it might be. I don't know. But like, I think growing up, you're like, okay, if it is real, it's not happening to you. So like, you're yeah. okay right now. Like Rosemary's Baby is like, man there are cults out there and there's weird people out there. And even if you don't actually make a pact with the devil, there are people that can like mess with your kid. Like, Ooh, it's so scary. Eesh. And like what at the end, at the, so at the end of the movie, you know, the story, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like 70 years old or a yeah. hundred years old at this point. So at the end of the movie, when she, she gives birth to the baby and they all go in and they go, yeah, it's that's, that's the devil's baby. And she's like, what? That's my, it's like, no, yeah, it's the devil is your baby's father. She goes up and she looks at the baby, and you're 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 thinking like she's she's horrified. She's she's like, no, this is impossible. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill this child. It's the Antichrist. I have to get rid of it. But then she looks at it, and she's like, oh, it's my baby. And she like touches it softly because she's a mother first, and like she loves the Antichrist. Like, oh, that's so scary. Ooh. It's so it's so horrible. Ooh. I love it, dude. It's Ooh. such a good. Oh, it's so good. You know what? I'm gonna do it. That's All right. number one. All right, it, so that's it's, number one for it's you. So. Because it doesn't happen until so like she moves into this house and it's beautiful and her husband's amazing and they uh, they conceive the baby mm-hmm. one night and she has these weird dreams that like a weird demon like slept with her not her husband but that was just a dream right and then like nine months go by as she's pregnant and everything's weird but nothing scary happens technically like it's all it's all, it's it's what the movie doesn't show you it's what the movie doesn't Eesh. tell you it's so scary Ooh. it's so good man oh I oh. love it. There's no gore. There's yeah. no jump scares. Mm-hmm. It's just all. It's all what's not there. Ooh, it's so good. It's so good. Ooh, that sounds so yeah, scary. Man, I love it. All right. It's really scary. It is really scary. <laughs> so yeah, that's number one, and then that's two and three one. in no particular order are hereditary all right. and um, and uh, what's the other one I said? What did I say? You said hereditary, and I you said hereditary. Also, you also had said. Oh God. Oh my, wow, I'm a horrible host for, for, wait, no, because you said, I'm trying to remember the reverse order. I said Tusk was an honorable mention, and then I said oh, something, and then Hereditary. Yeah, he's, oh yeah, Tusk was an honorable mention, that's why. Yeah, oh my god, what did I say? Oh my goodness. Oh, what did you oh say? God, I thought it was Tusk, I got it mixed up. I wish I had like that's a transcript. Because okay. uh, I'm the one who said it, and I don't remember. Rosemary's Baby, Hereditary, and... Oh, Babadook, Babadook. Baba, yes, because you have this. You said Ooh, the storybook. Babadook. There we go. 
So right. Babadook, to, to delve into a little bit. Nice. The, the Babadook, because you're never going to watch this one. The Babadook <laughs> will scare you. Don't yeah. watch it. <laughs> it's 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 a movie. It's an allegorical movie. Mm-hmm. And it's about this woman, and her husband's dead, and her husband died on the way to drive her to the hospital to give birth to their son. Mm-hmm. And then her son is very much like, he might be on the spectrum. He might be on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. He may he definitely has an emotional yeah. or behavioral disorder. Like, he's just, he's a bad, he's a quote-unquote bad kid. Yeah. But he's really just a misunderstood kid. Mm-hmm. And she cannot deal with the grief of losing her husband. So the Babadook is her grief. The Babadook is her fear of not being a good mother, mm. of of raising a horrible child, of not doing good uh... enough. Right? And the end of the movie, the movie ends with, again, spoiler, but you're yep. never gonna see it. So I don't feel <laughs> I don't feel bad spoiling it for you. Because it's scary. It's yeah. a scary movie. Okay. A lot of jump scares. Uh so the movie ends with her essentially embracing the horrible Babadook monster instead of running from it. Uh, it. It invades her literally at one point and she almost kills her son, but then she realizes that's not what she wants. And she, she just lives. She, she lives with the monster and she feeds the monster because you don't ever get rid of grief. You learn to live with grief. You learn to cope with grief and grief is just going to be hmm. part of you forever. And that's okay. It doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you broken. But if you can understand that you're going to deal with your grief and you're going to deal with your sadness, you can manage it and you can keep it. So she keeps the monster in the basement at the end of the movie oh, and wow. feeds it like worms. That's what, that's what it eats. But that's – it's an allegory for her grief. And I was like, that's beautiful. Wow. And that was the scariest movie. Dang. It was oh, awesome. Gosh. So it's one that's super scary. I don't mean to go off on like... these tangents. No. Hey, no. Yeah. This is what it's, it's all so about. Good, yeah. Man. That's awesome. I love that movie. Dang. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, and, then, got some... uh, and then, yeah. And Rosemary – I talked about Rosemary's Baby mm-hmm. and then um, – yeah, and it's some strong man. picks there. I love them. I like horror <laughs> movies, dude. Oh, they're good. And then Hereditary, <laughs> I've already described. Dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. Again, even though even coming from like a scaredy cat like me, like I can appreciate just <laughs> just your your yeah, like you enjoy them, but just your love and enthusiasm for them, and, and just the lens in which like you see them through, and to you what what works so well, and what makes it impactful, like. I just love that. I just love getting to like, just gain different yeah. insights and perspectives. It's so well, yeah. and, and we grew up. You and I grew up in a town called Crystal Lake. Yeah, and so there's always the Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, love, that's true. You know, Jason, went, I can't tell Crystal you how many. Especially like, there's always been that too. No, and especially moving outside of Illinois, I can't tell you how many times when people have asked, like, "Oh, where are you from?" Like, "Oh, Crystal Lake." They're like, "Oh, just like." <laughs> yeah, yep. I saw. The when they remade Friday the Thirteenth, I saw it on Friday the Thirteenth oh, wow. in Crystal Lake, oh, and yeah. people, people, it was packed. It Dang. was packed. It was my buddy's oh, my gosh. buddy's first ever horror movie. Oh wow! And he hates them. He mm. hates them. He was terrified. He said he slept yeah. with the lights on for like a month. I was like, yeah, I bet, man. But when they when the when the when they like pan over and it says Camp Crystal Lake, everyone was like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> But that's, awesome. like, the best kind of audience, like, participation you could ask. Like, you want, like, especially for a movie like that, like, you want an audience that's, like, you're all just in it. Like, you're, yeah. you're there together, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. That's so fun. It was fun. super cool. It was perfect that it landed on Friday the 13th and yeah. it was in Crystal Lake. <laughs> like, we didn't go to Lake in the Hills. We went to mm-hmm. Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake. It was super cool. That's so cool. Man, it was super cool. That's fun. But, yeah, like, yeah, oh, like man. you said, it's a community. Yeah. I love that. I know. I feel, I'm trying to think, would I have a top three? With the, how, however many I've seen, <laughs> some spook. Uh, you've only seen three. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've seen like, a Casper the Friendly Ghost, oh, yeah. 
Casper 2. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Casper and Nightmare Before right? Christmas. Um, and Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, okay, well, a- a- Alien would go on there. No question. Yes, Actually, absolutely. I'd put Alien on there. And I think I would put oh, yeah. The Shining. Like, yes. Yeah, I'd one. put The Shining on there. It's funny, I've only ever seen The Shining in theaters, ironically enough. They just happened to be oh, like those lucky fathom events. No, watching it, and especially the first time I watched it, actually, <laughs> I drove out to a theater that was like 40 minutes away. I was like, I just want to have, go have a movie night to myself. And I've never seen The Shining, so I go. So it's like 40 minutes away. It's like 10 at night. There's only like one other person in the theater. And it's Dude, that's horrifying. <laughs> no, it, it kind of is, but at the same time, it was like... It made the experience so much better. Like, it made Because it... you drove to the Overlook on accident? Yeah, I just drove to it on accident. and No, and especially, like, that movie, and, like, just the sound system and stuff, it's like, oh my gosh. And when the music, like, yeah. And then I got to see it in the theater a second time, I think, like, was it the I'm beginning very... of this year? Or end of last year? I'm but so jealous. That's one, you know, as soon as, obviously, you know things are able to get safer and one the you know theaters actually are getting more opening back up and stuff you know uh that's one like it's worth watching in the theater no question like it oh yeah, yeah. if i ever get the chance yeah. absolutely um and then what would i pick for a third one um i mean i do uh, enjoy twilight eclipse twilight eclipse that was a horror movie for me in a different sense <laughs> <laughs> why did you do that why did you do that why did you do that it gave oh, you gosh. it gave you a visceral reaction exactly exactly um yeah maybe uh yeah, shine uh six sense is good six sense is good oh god this is a tough i'm thinking like other others that would be considered like horror and i enjoy i actually i did watch the yeah original friday the 13th or not uh, sorry halloween for the first time and that was actually really well done. It's really good. It's really good. God, what would I pick for number? I don't know. I don't. I, ugh, this is tough. Can can I can I give you a recommendation? So you, you're working on your three. Can I give you a movie, a scary movie recommendation yes. to see before the next time I talk to you? Go for it. So I'm gonna pick one that's not terribly scary, so that like you can actually you know sit through it because I'm not, yes. I'm not gonna say like paranormal activity because paranormal activity still to this day gives me nightmares. Actually, it's ironically, so good. It's so scary. ironically, that's one that. I'll never forget the hype leading into that movie. I'll never. For- I yeah. kept, he's like, oh, kept yeah. hearing on the radio, like this skate, like people, like so many people passing out, like, like all these crazy reactions. Yeah. I was like, this must be the scariest movie ever. So I actually remember our, fr- you know, mutual friend, Anthony, him and I go to see it. And I don't even know why, how I got, like, we talked ourselves into it considering That's, the hype. That is shocking to me. Yeah. So we just went and I remember like, there's some parts that were scary, but I was like, how was how did people get that freaked out about it? Really? But then what I learned You are a braver man than I. I get maybe in a maybe in that strange circumstance, but then I learned I think so many of those reactions came from people not realizing that it was a movie movie. Because of even the way oh, it starts off. There's okay. no like logos or opening, nothing like that. It's meant to start yeah. off like it is a documentary. So I think... So it's like a Blair Witch yeah, thing again? Yeah, Blair Witch situation. Now, granted, like, the movie's effective. Like, I still, like, had parts where I got, you know, jumped and stuff. But I was, yeah. like, expecting it to be... It's gonna, like, ruin me, you know? So I saw I saw that movie with um, my... Uh, the girl I was dating at the time. Mm-hmm. The girl I dated for forever. Mm-hmm. You you know her yeah. from high school. Um, 
uh, saw that movie. We saw it together, mm-hmm. and she she had torn her ACL. Um, oh. She was a hockey player, so she, yeah. tore, she had torn her ACL. So she's sitting in the movie, and we're both like jumping. And she's like, "Oh god, my leg!" <laughs> she's, I was like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Yeah. And the next thing, "Oh god!" I was like. I was like, I was like, geez, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just really scary. Like, it's yeah. just really scary. But like, are you gonna tear your leg again? She's like, yeah. no, 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 I'm fine. Oh. <laughs> but that movie scares the hell out of me. But okay, so I'm gonna give you a recommendation of a horror movie that you should see, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna tell you. Uh, let's see. Okay. I want to give you a movie that's like, you, you. I don't want it to be too scary, but I want it to be good. I, I recommend Midsummer. I think Midsummer would be good. Okay. I think. Oh, you know what? It's a good one. It follows. I actually have seen it. Follows. It follows. Oh, okay. Good. I have fr- yeah, think of it thanks to a friend. Yeah, a friend of mine named Kaiser, who he's a huge horror movie person. So, had me watch it. I actually thought Kaiser it was a- sounds cool. You you would love Kaiser. He's cool. He's another yeah Midwestern Midwestern boy. Yeah. Um, but he yeah, I, I actually farmland. Oh, yeah, farmland. Um, I actually thought it was a <laughs> solid movie. I was like, I thought it was actually yeah. really well done. It probably my favorite aspect of it was just stylistically all the throwbacks to just a more like 60 70 mm-hmm. style in terms of even like the color so, palette but even like a lot of the camera yeah. movements and stuff i was like that's really cool there's a that, that, that long panning shot in the um when they are well actually the the, the opening is good but the long panning shot of her running out of the house mm-hmm. and like driving away and there's the man on the roof yeah that's some incredible mm-hmm. Some great tracking and filming. And it's all filmed in Detroit. It's like filmed in downtown Detroit. Oh, wow. So like, and it was all done. Like, that's how like, like there are parts of Detroit that look terrible. Yeah. And that's, you know, that movie. So that's how that like, is it in the thirties? Is it in the twenties? Is it in the future? No, totally. There's no time frame for that movie. Like that little girl, or that girl has like that, the eggshell Kindle thing. Mm -hmm. Like that's out of time. But then they're watching movie from the forties. Like it's, a movie is a movie out of time, and it's very interesting. I'm yeah. glad you've seen that one because I think that one's like a really good. Okay, that movie is like cinema, not just like scary. Totally, like, that movie's really. Good. I would agree. And the message could be very basic, as like sex is bad. Okay, but like it's also mm-hmm. not just sex is bad. It's you should know who you're with and what you're getting into mm-hmm. because it's not that sleeping with somebody is inappropriate. Because mm-hmm. if you love somebody, you do what you got to do, right? Um, but it's the idea that like. Do you love that person? Do you trust this person? And clearly, she doesn't. No. Well, yeah, it and kind of explores firsthand, like trouble. the consequences that, you know, yeah, like that they don't aren't thinking about, especially yeah, when they don't have yeah. any feelings or anything. Totally. Because the easy, the the easy bright time movie is oh, your sex, sexually transmitted diseases gives you ghosts that follow you and kill you. It's like yeah, that's the. <laughs> Yes, very good, Tim. You got the basic part of the movie. <laughs> it's look into the relationships with people, though, because she doesn't mm-hmm. have many relationships, and then she develops them because she learns to trust people. Mm-hmm. The guy that she thought she loved, she didn't know. She yeah. didn't trust him. But the people that she actually knew and trusted, she didn't know that she trusted them and cared about them until yeah. they had to help her not die. Yeah, until yeah, this like until the stakes were very real. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a good movie, dude. It's a very good. Awesome. Movie. Wait, before you get to your recommendation, I actually did remember. I do. I could put a third pick in. Yeah. Okay. And this yep. is like old, old school. So by today's standards, it would not be scary. But the original Wolfman, the ori- like the original classic oh, Universal Pictures good, Wolfman. I saw it for yeah. the first time. Was it? The, it was either earlier this. A lot of them were either earlier this year, or late last year. But man, it's just a like you know. Again, obviously the the standards today 
are a bit different, but it's a great movie. Like, and it's, you know, it's a little shortage. I think it's only more than an hour, but what I love about it is it, it, it is so like ethereal at the same time and, and just more kind of like, it's a, it's a lot more like contemplative and philosophical than you would expect it to be. And yeah, and just the style and tone of it, like it just holds up. Like I, I really enjoyed it. So I'll, you know, I'll throw my hat in the ring and make that my number three. Cause it was, you know, it, most people, you know, can forget about like those kind of roots of, where even well, a lot of the monsters that's, uh, came from, but are you talking about the one with Claude Rains? I think so. Let me. I'll I, from from forty from forty one. I believe so. The, yeah, because that one's phenomenal. Wolf. Yeah, um, here, that typing. one, and then the 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 is it Bell Lugosi Frankenstein? No, who plays Frankenstein in the original Frankenstein? Because that original Frankenstein is super good. Yeah, I've even seen the. I've actually seen the original Nosferatu. It was I think in the film class. But like we're talking about old. old I've school. never seen Nosferatu, but I've seen the one with uh, Willem Dafoe. Oh yeah, Nosferatu. yeah, and that one's kind of yeah, it's kind of like a semi biopic film. It's a meta, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a meta biopic mm-hmm. like alternate history where he actually is a vampire. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I need. To, I know. I same need thing to with see the Bram that. Stoker movie. That one's pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, so the movie I'm going to yes. recommend to you, okay. Matt, is oh, I just had it. Well, shoot, what was it? Um, shoot. Oh, uh, that reminds me. Yes, yes. Uh, I want you to watch. And it's a little scary, but it also is, uh, it's a, the practical effects of the movie are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. An American Werewolf in London. Okay. Yes, I've not this seen this. This is a movie that has inspired many other movies. It's it's scary. It, it has some scary parts to yeah. it. But um, they're pretty, like, surface level jump scares. Okay. But there's a point where he does his transformation into a werewolf, and mm-hmm. it's so... Yeah, it's it's done super it looks real yeah like it's done with practical effects and like just the way you have to watch it to see you have to, you, you gotta you i want your brain to break as much as mine do like how in the hell <laughs> did they do that with a human being it looks like he's actually turning into a wolf you gotta see it okay i know that's what i've yeah, always heard about got, i've seen uh, clips from the transformation scene i know well because rick baker rick baker famously did yeah yeah yes he's a magician oh all right so i'll have to sit down and watch that at some point then I want you to watch that before you and I talk next. Uh, okay. I think I think you're gonna like that movie. Um, I think that uh, it's it's good. It's very good. Okay. Very good. It's also got one of the best. Uh, it's got the best werewolf song in it by. Uh, what's that? Uh, it's uh, who sings that song? The Werewolves of London song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my god. Oh crap. What's his name? You're, you're gonna know it as soon. Oh, I got it. Uh, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Warren Zevon. Yes. Yes. We should have both known that off. We should have both known I that. I know. As a music fan, I feel oh, ashamed, well. but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we have been talking dude. for like an hour and 45 wow. for this and episode. this is hard to yeah, dude, this is... Cr- I know. We're... I know. I think... That's insane. We have some, dude. We... But, uh, but these are great conversations, though, because we're just get... We get lost and then don't even realize, so... I know we had. Well, some... this just shows me that I need to come on another episode, dude. Oh my, no question. Even this pat, like the past topics, it's like, oh, there's more to dissect from those. So we'll have to yeah. save the other stuff. I, I think we wanted to get to for for our next episode because I. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about the, Tar- the Tarantino, you know, and Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, and you know, and any uh, any other topics that come up. So I feel like, yeah, to close, we'll cl- close this episode out. We'll end on a fun question. Mm-hmm. Make it a fun yes, one. Yes, I love it. Let's go. So, uh, the answer is Twilight. Twilight. 
<laughs> could be an answer, so careful what you right. wish for. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs> bye, folks. Um, I've, I think... Oh, hi, folks, and bye, folks, Matt. That's genius. Yeah, oh, I didn't even think that. There's the magic. Hi, folks. You're, bye, you're a genius. Folks. You're a genius. 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 <laughs> Let it be known. Episode six is where Matt decided exactly how he'd end and start every yes. podcast. <laughs> I love it. All right, what is your question, so man? I'm question, sorry I keep interrupting no, you. <laughs> you're good. So I, this the normal way to ask this would just be to simply ask you, you know, what is your favorite movie of all time? But I want to I want to make it a little more creative. Is okay. If you could live, live in any movie, so like the the movie itself or the world, whatever it might be, if you could live in any movie, what would it be? Okay, so. There's an obvious answer to this question. Yeah. But it's not. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's tough. That's so tough. It's a okay. tough one. So I'm going to give you the obvious answer. I'm going to give you the obvious answer first. Sure. I'm going to give you the answer that I think. Uh, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because. That would imply that all those candies actually exist. And those candies, no. I swear to God, go back and watch. Those candies look delicious. No, I especially would growing one up. Of those. Especially growing up as a kid. You yeah. saw that and you're like, I want all of it. Oh, when no. when homies singing go around singing like if like you know uh, the Candyman song I'm like oh god oh. I, would, I would I would pay so much money to be in that candy store that candy amazing uh, and like that also implies that I might eventually find a golden ticket and get to go yes. to this incredible land where Oompa Loompas might sing about my death <laughs> yeah I was about to say be, oh, you have to be so, careful in that world because those kids all go off one by yes. one so you gotta like I hope that I'm not one of those kids yes. but you never know you, right yeah. You gotta be the, prepared. The, the other, <laughs> the other world that I would love to yes. live in is the world of, um, oh my god! I, I mean, any of the Disney movies would be fun, yeah, to an extent, for you sure. Know, like Beauty and the Beast would be fun. Some pretty you know, fun. Their their Paris didn't have like a Paris famine and like no, you know, a, a French Revolution. Like, pa- it just yeah. looked nice. The Paris has got it pretty good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, any of the world with superheroes is getting a little dicey because then, like, you know, collateral damage. Like that. <laughs> I'm going to say that I would like to, a hot take, I'd like to live in the Lego Batman universe because mm-hmm. then I'd be a Lego person. I think Whoa! That'd be really yeah, you know, Lego Batman is a phenomenal film. Uh, I would put up in the top 10 Batman films ever made. It's a great movie. But I would love to live in the Lego Batman universe yes. because then I'm a toy and I live forever and I yeah. can build cool stuff. You get to have fun. You get to be a toy. Like, that's. The, Exactly. It's a great dream. So I'd say Willy Wonka and the Lego Batman. Wow, I those. That's a great answer. Those are, I, I'd say, two great choices. Two great choices. <laughs> what about you? Oh man, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm turning this back Whoa, on you to end in, this podcast. Bus is getting turned around. Um. Okay. Well, <laughs> depends what era I live in. I mean, no question. The the adventurous, like pure child part of me would love to live in star wars I, I feel like that's probably not a rare answer but it's like but do you accidentally get put on alderaan i know i know see this is the dicey part is because as excited yeah, see right. i'd want to be like one of the heroes who like gets to do cool stuff and makes it out okay right <laughs> like, we all want to be han solo very, yeah. but realistically <laughs> are you the guy on alderaan yeah there's very specific parameters so it's like you know 
Now, if I wanted to or go, or are you a space Nazi stormtrooper? Yeah. on accident. It's like that's horrible. You know, that's you get conscripted into the army. It's like at exactly. least at least if I live in like a you've got mail, like that's a pretty safe existence. It's you just, know, it's just regular. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like regular, but like through a Nora Ephron lens, you know, where you got your Tom Hanks yeah. and Meg Ryan's, and you're like, you know, life here is pretty good. The worst it gets is that Meg so, Ryan breaks up with you. So but the you're question. Fine. So the question should be, which character do you want to replace? Oh, okay. If you could replace yourself, switch places with any character, and you live out their life, oh, who would you live out? Man. I'll take the question. So I'll, I have the live in the world question. You have the you have to replace yourself with a fictional character. Whose place do you take? Oh, this is man. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. This that's right. That's deep? right. We're ending this podcast on a psychological Ooh, this level. This is a psychological level. This is a deep one okay so if i can replace any character because i'm picking indiana jones for sure Whoa. I'll be indiana jones. that's a great i get to still be a teacher and i get to like see beautiful ladies and have a cool whip i'm taking that there you sure. go there it is but like my my existence ends before movie four yeah <laughs> um look i i mean the obvious choice is to pick someone in stars but considering the fates of even the legacy characters i'm very unsure um <laughs> i don't know uh, leia gets to live her life pretty well that's true so i could be leia and unfortunately for luke and it's han. not a bad way to live no not a bad way to live at all a part you, of me is you don't want to be han because you get killed by your yeah own kid. i know that's like pretty messed up oh. luke luke gets to go out in his own way yeah that's true be Yoda. but then i have to live on that island Just alone for like 20 years yeah but like you could catch up on reading that's true i could catch up on a lot of stuff it's a good answer. Oh, I'm trying. All right. You tell me Yoda didn't bring a Blu-ray player. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. Oh. Or like he just projects himself somewhere like a movie I would watch. Mm, yes. Mm, Tom mm. Angry Men. Mm. I am Frank Oz. <laughs> Frank Oz, I yes. am. <laughs> Frank Oz. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh. You know, actually, it wouldn't be bad being R2-D2. R2-D2 would be a pretty fun time. Oh, R2-D2, and you get to be sassy? Yeah, you get to be sassy. Because he's sassy. You get to be in all the adventures? Yeah, dude. So actually, that's a, that's a good choice. That's actually a good choice. You get to be the Greek chorus for one of the best nine movies ever made, mm-hmm. and you're sassy? That's a good you choice. Know what, you know what? This is, and this is like a secondary answer to that, because actually, you know, R2-D2 would be fun. It would also, it'd actually be, I would have fun being Rick Dalton in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That would oh yeah actually, he's got a pretty cool life he's got a cool life and to go hang out in that world even with everything that happens in the story I'm like that would be so much Sharon, fun Sharon Tate lives in that universe yes. so like I'm pretty happy even with the that stuff universe. that goes down at the end like I'm safe and then I just whip out the flamethrower he doesn't and I'm good. do it yeah yeah he's fine <laughs> like I'm fine <laughs> got Cliff yeah, Booth as a best friend like, yeah that's a good one honestly yeah that would be f- I know I probably have a million other answers I'd go down but that would be fun. That would be a oh. fun one. You know what? You've brought up a good point. I want to be Aldo Rain in Inglorious Bastards. Dude, that's a great answer. Yes. So, like, last second tangent before the end of the episode. Yes. And, you know, feel free to cut this out. Mm-hmm. But I, in college, I took a class, an English class, mm-hmm. and we did screen, we read screenplays at one point, and we read Inglorious Bastards. <gasps> and Dude. the teacher said, hey, you're going to get to do, you're going to have to do uh, scenes. I want you guys to read scenes and act. And I'm like, my group, we're picking the scene at the bar yes! where we pretend to be Germans. Yes! And then we're picking the following scene where they come down and yell at the Dude! Germans. And I want to be 
I got to be Michael Fassbender <gasps> and I got to be Brad Dude! Pitt. I had the best time. That's... And my whole group was like kind of half into it. Yeah. But I was like, dude, I'm into this. Dude! I, I committed hard. You made out like a bandit. <laughs> it was that, so... is, that sounds so yeah. fun. That sounds so fun. It was great. Oh my god! For the part where Aldo's yelling down the stairs, mm-hmm. I left the classroom and yelled from the hallway. <laughs> and people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm acting! Dude, <laughs> I love it! That is... Wow. It was fun. That is... It was very fun. That sounds like so much fun. So I'll take Aldo Rain. you take Aldo Rain. Perfect. That's a perfect pick. I'll take Aldo Rain. Perfect pick. Because he lives. He lives. Yeah. It works out for him. He gets to do some cool and stuff. And he kills Nazis. He does. That he does. Nothing wrong with punching a Nazi. Nothing wrong. Dude, I can't believe it probably has been has it been two hours again at this point? We probably have gotten it's gotta we're be close. close. We're close. So needless to say, these are oh my God. these are some full out. With the intro it might be. Yeah, with the, yeah, that's what I'll say with the intro. So wow, dude. I'm just so yeah, grateful. No, this was this was fantastic. This was just so much fun and I there's I feel like there's already still so much more for us to talk about. So you are definitely gonna Without be on the doubt. show again. Like who, who I would love to be on the show again. Oh, that's happening. It's happening. I would love to be on the show again. Yes. We have so much more to discuss. So. Um, yeah, so let's yeah, give some plugs. So for um, people that are interested in you. Sure, sure. Podcast, where, where can so they find if you? you're if you're interested in me at all, which God bless you, <laughs> uh, I am on Instagram at Jeremy103149. Uh, it's mostly disc golf on Instagram. So sorry, but I'm a big disc golfer. Um <laughs> Uh, on Twitter, I am at LizardKing27. Nice. Uh, follow uh, me at uh, the, the podcast I do is called Talkin' Trades, where we talk about comics so you don't have to. And that's just talk, the letter N, trades, talkin' trades, uh, TNT for short. But we are on all the socials as Talkin' Trades. But check us out on anywhere you get podcasts, including mm-hmm. Spotify, which we are now on Spotify. Nice. Um, very, very, very cool. We are uh, over 150 episodes, and we are going strong talking about podcasts and so it's a lot of the same uh vibe here just like Mm -hmm. a a fun conversation but we do we do cover a new book every week uh and we do break down the synopsis of that book so if there's a book that you want to read but you can't find or you're just too lazy to read check out talking trades maybe we covered it and if we haven't you can tweet at us and we will cover the book that you suggest there's the perfect place yes and no, talking trades is Matt, such a fun thanks so show. much for having Dude, me, on, man. Thank you for doing this. The fact that we got to especially get two episodes worth like is just awesome. You're like such an amazing guest. I had so much fun, and I, dude, I can't wait to have you on again. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna happen. I really, I can't wait either. Yes. Oh, also check out Tiger Blast Apparel. They make amazing Whoa. shirts and hats. I am wearing the hat right now, and I love it. Got my Better on Vinyl hat, and I have my Life is Better at the Movies Dude. shirt. And you better believe I'm gonna buy the. Uh, I want that. Uh, I'm only accepting good news today. Yeah, so buy me one of Dude, those. Dude, you have to. I, I, I'm so happy with how that shirt turned out. So you have to get it. I didn't even have to plug it, folks. I didn't. Have, Jeremy did it for me. Tiger Blast Apparel. Check them out, folks. Check it out. I'll I'll throw a coupon code in this episode or something. So, Jeremy, thank you so much. You're just an amazing guest, amazing support, and just just an amazing friend and great guy. So, thank you so much again for being on the show. And to all those listening, movies matter, and so do you. So, take care. Bye, folks. Movies of Matt. Movies of Matt. Movies, movies, movies of Matt. Movies of Matt. Movies of Matt. Movies of Matt. Movies of Matt.
Mm-hmm.